Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our heads in worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory. And the other Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. You deserve, you deserve the glory and the
You're a faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. <laughs> you do glory. You're a faithful God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name, you want to declare it. Your name, your name, your name is. Jesus, thank you. Yeshua, thank you. Jehoshua, praise you. Lord, praise you. God, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yeshua, thank you, Lord. What an anointed, anointed afternoon we have today. Hallelujah. And we thank the Lord for his love. We thank the Lord for his mercy. God, endure forever. Mercy. Mercy, mercy, hallelujah. It's always in his mercy. He's a merciful, merciful God. And that's, thank you, Lord, is what we need. Hallelujah. His mercy, his love that endure forever. Amen. Shalom, shalom to our brothers and our sister in Christ tonight. I'm here with my brother Tony. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for my brother Tony. Hallelujah. I believe we're going to have 
a good Bible study, an interesting Bible study. We, we're going to try to answer all the questions that we can, but we're also going to provide information from the Word of God, the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know how many of you follow uh, the Bible study back on Sunday. We had such a great Bible study. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. And and we're going to go ahead and share uh, part of the, of, the, of the things there that I know we know people have questions. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The Lord Jesus is on his way. As he has said through his prophet, a child of his, he says, tell them that I am coming now, my brother and sister. And that now is in God's timing. And it has to be now to happen soon. It has to be now to happen very, very soon. Amen. This is how we know that the rapture, of the departure of the bride of Christ is so close as the Lord is saying he's coming now. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And for those that are looking forward to be going home in this exciting, exciting, exciting news. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God. Praise you, Jesus. One of the things that I was looking to and studying was the, the blood moon, the what is called the ring of fire. There, there are videos on YouTube about the ring of fire. You can look them up. And there was one on the 18th of this month in, in Texas, my brother and sister, and that's when the, the sun and the moon comes together, my brother and my sister. Thank you, Lord. And let me tell you, uh, I I say, you know, we, we understand, we the church understands that the moon is what the Bible says, like in the book of Job. It is a sign and a cloud because God says that in his word, my brother and sister, he says that I will show wonders in heaven and on earth, blood and fire, and pillars of smoke. The only things that we know that can cause, um, the, we know the wonders of heaven is the moon, the, the sun. But then the, the blood of fire and pillars of smoke, those are volcano awakening, right? Yeah. And so that that, will, that can cause that, my brother and my sister. Amen. But then it says that the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and terrible day of the Lord cometh. Okay. Now, the question is, to whom is this day terrible? Because as, as long as I know to us, it's a wonderful day. Uh, Brother Tommy. The day of the Lord, right? Is that what you why did Why did the prophet say that terrible day of the Lord coming? Because as long as I know we're, we're waiting for that day, it is a wonderful day. So how is it terrible? For those that aren't ready, right? Because the day of the Lord is, is, is it's glorious. You know, the day of the Lord, the way I see it is... Uh, it's the Lord's appearing, you know, when he, uh, he he moves and does something great, you know. The way I see it is uh, is uh, the shakening and, and, and the bride of Christ, you know, when he, uh, uh, transformation, revival. You know. And, uh, of course, you can, that's how I see it, you know, and, of course, it, it can mean, you know, you can, you can look at it, you can look at it as, as, as wrath from what you can see, but... 
but to me, the day of the Lord is 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 glory. Is his you know him uh, doing something awesome and his and his people, you know, uh, salvation, you know, saving people and and uh, delivering us from from the wrath to come, you know. Those that are ready, yeah. Well, let, let's look at three verses here that that says. I want you to read these, brother Tolan, since you're just talking about it. Yeah. Uh, let's follow it up. <clears throat> It'd be uh, Joel two one, right? Yes. It says, uh, "Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand." Amen. So that confirmed actually what we just read, two twenty, two thirty, two thirty one, in Malachi four one. It says, uh, for behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all, and all the proud, yeah, and all that do wickedly shall, shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Thank you, Lord. And then first Thessalonians fight you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. There you go. Yeah. So all three of these days, verses, uh, are con- compared to what the the prophet Joel says. They go they go accordingly. Yeah. You see, they they match. They it's just like right there because it's talking about the, the the day of the Lord coming and what's gonna happen. Yeah. You know when it does come, my brother, my sister. I was sharing that I had a, a heaven experience this week, which it was it was kind of shake it was it was kind of shakening, but at the same time in this revelation, it, it, I I thought it was awesome, the way God wanted to show me heaven, my brother insisted, I was in a I was in a thick cloud with God, and when I said a thick cloud. It was such a, a presence of God and anointing all together in peace. And then there, the Lord wanted to show me the glorious bride. Because the Apostle Paul says that he is going to present unto himself a glorious bride. Okay? A glorious bride. And, and it always makes you think, so how is she going to look like? How are we going to look like? Mostly how we are going to look like, okay? And when the Lord showed me us in there with the Lord in the presence of God, it had the glory of God in each of one of us. I can see brothers and sisters in that glory, my brothers and sisters. And I cannot see their face, but I can see from the waist down, you know, in that glory. But I knew because in heaven you just know. Now, those are my brothers and sisters uh, uh, from the Lord Tower that I knew. And we were in that glory, those that are going home, those that are rapture ready, departure ready. And, and in that glory, one of us asked the Father, Father, so how were we supposed to walk on earth? And Father had a, pen, had a, a paper that he wrote. And in that piece of paper he wrote, as he was handing the paper down, his mighty hand was sending it down. I can see it. 
I can see the top of the page that it says First Corinthians thirteen. First Corinthians thirteen. My brother and sister, let me see what Bible may say. Uh uh more Jewish. <laughs> you can say it. Hallelujah. I think that the complete Jewish Bible. Yeah. You know? And and, and so Father, I saw that I had First Corinthians thirteen written by the hand of God. It's like it's, he was like kind of giving us a page of the Bible, but of his own Bible. But you know, it's all pure and and, and my brother it's about love. Because someone says, so how are we supposed to walk? And remember that everything that we miss now to understand or do in heaven, we will have the understanding. You know. So God was answering our prayer, you know. So um, Paul says in First Corinthians, according to the complete Jewish Bible, is if I, if I may speak in tongues of men, even angels, but I lack love, I have become merely a blading brass, a symbol cleansing. Okay. I may have the gift of prophecy. I may fathom all mystery, know all things, have all faith, enough to move mountains. But if I lack love, I am nothing. Warn of Jacob. God called Israel. Warn of Jacob. He called Jacob. He called him a warn. And so when I read nothing, I think about a warn. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. In verse 3, I may give away everything that I own. I may even have hand over my body to be burned. But if I lack love, I gain nothing. Okay? <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. This is the way God wanted us to walk down here. Wants us to walk down here. Love is patience. And kind, not jealous. Uh, so, a, a, a woman that says I love her husband, but is jealous, did that apply there, Brother Tony? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does. You know, um, because. Uh, so, where does jealous come from? Because if it's not out of love, so where does it come from? Yeah, I understand you love the person, you know, and you feel jealous because you love the person, you know. Um, Doesn't God, because I believe it's a verse that says that God is jealous for us. Yeah. yeah or it's, serious. It's, uh, with, I believe it means the same. It's similar words. Uh, it's very similar. Um, love is patient and kind, not jealous. Holy jealous, you know. <laughs> if we want to, <laughs> it's because he don't want no, you know, he don't want us to mix with the world, you know. And, okay. You know. So not jealous, but not boastful, which is like pride, no? Yeah. Pride. Okay. Not proud. Rude. So we're not supposed to be rude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how do you avoid being rude? And the love of God is just, in His love, you have you have peace. It's like when people, no, I'm not being rude. I'm just doing that in love. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> you can tell when it's out of love, you know. When it's, oh. out of, when it's playing the road, you can tell. You can tell. That. So love is patient, love is kind, not jealous, not boastful, not proud, yeah. rude, or selfish. That one is, is a good one, selfish. That when you love, yeah, you you care more about others than okay. than your own. I don't want you to miss. I love you. I don't want you to understand what I'm saying. You say, yeah. It, but they're really being selfish because it's about selfish is being about us, us. You know. Mm-hmm. Remember when I said that when Jesus God tells us to do something, and we said, well, my opinion is, mm-hmm. well, if you put a bot to what God is saying, your own opinion, yeah. you're not being obedient. Mm-hmm. You are being selfish and even prideful. Yeah. You know. Because I heard a pastor say that today. Well, the, I know the Bible says this, but my, this is my opinion. So what do you do when you do that? You're not being obedient to the word. No, speaking according to to how you how to scripture, which is yeah, that's <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> exactly. Super dangerous. Yeah. Because then it, we can go into the place of when you add your opinion to what God says. Knowing that what you what God says and what you're saying are not the same, isn't that adding to the word? Yeah. So we have to be extremely careful. We have to, we have to. You know, I was telling Brother Tony today that I don't trust myself, and I don't mean that I'm not a trustful person. I mean that I'm only going to trust the Lord. Is what I mean. Yeah. I'm not going to trust myself. I'm not going to trust anybody else. I'm going to trust Jesus. I want to go to heaven. I want to be with God. I'm not going to put my trust in man between God and me. Or I'm not going to put my salvation in someone else's hands but Jesus. I want to trust only the Lord, and that's it. Because he's the one taking us to heaven. He's the one saving us. He's the one, you know. And I'm explaining that so people don't misunderstand it, because there are people that misunderstand when we say these things. And that's not what what they are understanding out of it. What we're saying is, so we sh- should only trust the Lord, okay, and not lean on our own understanding, right? Right. That's what I mean by it. Okay, so, again, we're going back to love. Where are we, verse? Thank you, Lord. So it says that love is not proud or rude. Uh, and so, okay, so when you say love is not proud, what happened, Brother Tony, when people say, I'm so proud of my son? Mm-hmm. Then that cannot be a God. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. That cannot be a God because it's not out of love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not out of truth. Yeah. It might be a feeling that the person has, but you see, we're not supposed to be proud. We're supposed to be humble. Humble, yeah. Humility like Christ. Humble and make up heart, right? Yeah. That's, that's what he wants us to be. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So not proud, not rude, not selfish. Not easily anger. Now explain that, Brother Tony. Not easily anger. <clears throat> yeah. Um, that's that's how the Bible describes him, you know, slow to anger. Describing, you know, Amen. our God, you know, the Lord. Um, that he, you know, his love, his perfect love, you know, that he, the definition of love, you know, and so if someone doesn't easily get angry, that person is perfect. 
Like Christ, like Christ. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the same time, that's what it is, brother. Yeah, because when you have when you when you have the love of God in you, you know you you don't get angry easily, you know, because you're filled with His love and you forgive them easily. You know, whatever they did to you, you just you forgive them. That's that's what the love does. It covers multitude of sins. You know, so it's, when the love of God is in you, you you forgive easily other people and. and so, you, so love is a weapon of God against the devil. Yeah, that is actually the per- the best weapon is love. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, God. Okay, so love is patient and kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people that are not kind and patient lately, that means that they have they have they are waxing cold. Yeah. As the word of God says. Yeah. They're losing the love of God in their lives. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can say that. Oh, oh, they're falling off love. Mm-hmm. The, the love has gone cold, like the Lord said. Yeah, they're falling out of love. Because yeah. if you're falling into sin, you're falling out of love, no? Yeah. yeah. I, I want you to hear what the Lord says to me. I was listening. I was looking online and found this rabbi about the ring of fire. I wanted to hear what the Jewish people said about the blood moon. You know, the, the solar eclipse. I wanted to hear what they had to say about it. So I went online, and I found this rabbi, and I was listening to him about the blood moon. I wanted to see what the rabbi opinion is. And he was saying that, you know how the blood moon to the Gentile, he says, it's a sign. And it's actually a sign of fear, to be honest. Because when people talk about the blood moon, that's fear, you know. But to the Jewish people, it is not. Because he was saying that it's actually a sign of love. And that's the part that got to me. Because he said, remember that the, the sun is its own. The moon is its sun. And they only come together once in years. And that's when the ring of fire is formed, right? That's when they're married. It's an example of marriage, he said, of love. That's an example of love when they come together. And I'm like, wow, I never heard it that way. That was new. So as, as I was talking to the Lord, the Lord says to me that love, salvation is love, he says to me, which I never heard it neither that way, how Jesus explained it to me. He says that salvation is love. He spoke to me. At that very moment, it was so much for me to receive in my spirit, like, wow, 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 wow. When he says salvation is love. And then I started thinking that, yes, when you are away from God, you feel so empty. You feel so, you know, the emptiness in you. But when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior and you come to God, you feel love. Because God is love. And when you come into the family of God as you receive Christ, that's what you receive, love. You know, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So God was getting me ready for love because love casts out fear. So the Jewish people don't see the sign of the moon and the sun as fear. They see it as love. So they don't have fear with what is happening. The media in the United States is is telling fear what's happening in Israel. But Israel doesn't see it the same way. Israel sees victory. From God over their enemy. 
So there are two of you here. The media of the United States and Europe and around the world are telling people fear of what's happening in Israel. The Jewish people are telling them victory over the enemy. But we're not with fear, but with love for God. Because they can see the hand of God in all this. The love of God. Isn't God incredible, my brother and sister? How we can have two views, two nations. The nation of Israel can have a different view from the rest of the world. About what God is doing in Israel today. God defeating Hamas through Israel. A total. And then Sister Patricia today, which I, I want to go ahead and, and, and play it for a minute. God used Sister Patricia to kind of, I say, confirm what God has said in regard with what's happening in Israel. Because to me, it's like, wow, as I'm meditating on these things, and I see what's happening, and I hear Dr. Patricia uh, giving a word from the Lord, and what she says she heard Jesus say, I, in my spirit, it's like, wow, wow, wow. This is overwhelming, my brother and sister. Because this is not the way the media, this is not the way it's being told, my brother and sister. You know, the way the media is presenting it is not the way that the Jewish people see it happening. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. So we have to see it. Thank you, Lord. How does how the Jewish people see it? Or we have to see it what with how God or what, what God is doing among the the thank you, Lord, among the Jewish people. This is victory from God to the Jewish people. And the world doesn't see it this way. This is victory from, from God over Hamas. And the world doesn't see it that way. The world sees, a lot of people in the world see it totally opposite to what God is doing. But listen to what Dr. Patricia is saying. Thank you, Lord. Today's video is going to be a word from the Lord that I received on October 14th, and then a second word that I received on the 22nd of October. And the word mostly revolves around Israel. So I want to read to you what I was given by the Lord. So on October 14th, the Lord said this, Israel will remove Hamas from Gaza, and the few that remain will flee. When Israel is through, much of Gaza City will be destroyed and not be habitable. The land of Gaza is being stripped, says the Lord. There will be many Palestinian refugees who will need to be placed in different regions and in some cases different countries. Some countries will step up and take them in as war refugees. The Lord said, Iran and Syria had their hands in this attack. For nothing this big can be done without their approval, their money, and their supplies, says the Lord. I will repay them, says the Lord. The plan is to cause this war to become a war of many nations, but I will stop this and not permit it, says the Lord. 
Israel will have great victory over the Hamas. Israel and Netanyahu will do to the Hamas what the USA and Donald Trump did to ISIS. Stamp it out, says the Lord. Then on October 22nd, I received this word from the Lord. Great change is coming, says the Lord. A change in landscape, a change in lives, a change in the economies of the world. For what the enemy has controlled will now be loosed from their grip of power, says the Lord. For I, the Lord God, who created the heavens and the earth, and all that is on the earth, I say their rule and reign has ended. I say that the righteous will come forth as my elect and do great and mighty things for me, says the Lord. Look to the east as I end this war, says the Lord. For I have sent legions of mighty angels into the region to defend Israel and bring down principalities over the region. My mighty ones do my bidding, and no man, no weapon, no tank, and no missile can stand against them, says the Lord. For I have heard the cries of my people, and my elect rise to my throne on behalf of Israel, and I am answering, says the Lord. For those who stand against Israel, I stand against you, says the Lord of hosts. Take heed on which side you choose. For there are those who have aligned themselves with the cause of the Hamas, and I say they are a defeated foe, says the Lord of hosts. For Israel is the apple of my eye, and those who touch Israel touch me, says the Lord of hosts. Then in Zechariah um, 2.8, it says this, For thus says the Lord of hosts, he sent, me after, he sent me after glory to the nations which plunder you, for he who touches you touches the apple of his eye. And then in Psalm 17, verses 8 to 9, it says this, Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings from the wicked who oppress me, from my deadly enemies who surround me. Then the Lord finished the message and he said, I will scatter the enemies of Israel. I will bless those who bless Israel and I will curse those who curse Israel, says the Lord, for I am the great I am. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. There we go. Praise you, mighty Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that confirmed what we've been talking about. Amen. Change. Change is coming. Change is coming. We've been talking about change coming. Amen. We started on Sunday with Joel chapter 2, where it began saying to blow the shofar. But blow it, not in, not in any place. And Zion, my brother insisted, Zion is, is that eternal city of God that going back, I don't know how many, how many of you have studied Zion, my brother and sister, that eternal city of God 
uh, in some of the Jewish, um, what it says that Zion is a replacement of the Hebrew Bible used as a synonym for Jerusalem. Okay, so Jerusalem, my brother and sister, which in the times of, of Enoch, back in the times of Enoch, Adam, Methuselah, all of them, they knew the, the city of, of uh, Zion, it's what they used to call them, the holy city of God, my brother and sister. Uh, it says that in it, uh, Zion is described as both of the city of David, the city of God. Amen. But it's Zion mostly is how it's known, you know, uh, in Wikipedia, uh, Mount Zion, Zion, Zion in Hebrew. Then it gives you the name also in Hebrew and the meaning of it. And uh, they pay, they believe it's a synonym for Jerusalem as well as for the land of Israel, okay? Uh, that eternal city of God, Zion, my brother and sister, which uh, it points to Jerusalem, yes, my brother and sister. But the first word Zion were heard back then, my brother and sister. And it, I, I believe it pointing out to the believer, the Christian, the state ones, those that will be walking with God. See, because only the bride of Christ, okay, I say is going to hear the shofar. Although in Matthew 25, when it talks about the shofar, the, the trumpet, both of the bride hear the trumpet, but only one was ready. But I don't think that the bride that was not ready is the world or is in the world was in the world. What do you think, Brother Tony? They uh, does say, you know, um, they heard the bridegroom coming, so they started, you know, getting ready. But because um, it says they were both, you know, fell into, you know, like asleep. And uh, what I'm trying to say is, I don't think the world is going to hear the trumpet because the trumpet's always been for God's people. Yeah, it's always been for, like, for example, Israel. You know, it was mm -hmm. just for Israel back then, mm -hmm. and now we're the spiritual Israel, you know, and the, the bride. I be, yeah, I believe that's only for those that are that are you know ready, mm -hmm. those that are going home. Yeah, I, I don't think it's for everybody. I don't think so. Blow you the, the trumpet in Zion, and, and and sound an alarm, which is happening now. Let all the inhabitants of the uh, of the land tremble. Why are they trembling? What causing them tremble? Now, because it talks about locusts coming out later on, okay? Now I'm thinking they're trembling because the tribulation just started. They could trouble. Yeah. Okay? Or because the, 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 the people disappear. See, my question is, why are the people trembling? Why are the, the, the well, the unheavening of the land tremble? Yeah, why are they trembling? Brother Tony, any idea? Yeah, that has that could, has a lot of meaning because if you think about it, the regret of those that thought were ready, because that brings trembling too for those Christians that that say, "Well, I should have been, I should have gone more ready," and just the fact that to think that they're staying behind when they should have went home, that's a trembling also. It's like all oh, the trembling is because. God just took his people home. 
Yeah. Yeah. And and they know that the oldest people disappear now. Yeah. That can bring family, yeah. no? Yeah, that, that also bring family. The fear of knowing that. Yeah. For the day of the Lord coming for us at night at hand. Uh, so, because my understanding is here, just to understand it, they're trembling because once it's so far down, people begin to disappear, and they know that that's the Lord doing it, right? Yeah. The yeah. Lord is the one doing it. Verse 2, a day of darkness and gloomness is it's what follow after the day of the Lord. Yeah. So we know that after the rapture comes the, the three days of darkness. Darkness, yeah. Darkness. And and that darkness and gloomness, a data cloud of thick days, is what we understand, you know, uh, as the three days of darkness. And then it says, Zephaniah uh, 115, that day is a, is a wrap, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasted desolation, a day of darkness and gloomness, a day of cloud and thick darkness. You said, and then... The reference we get is Exodus 10:22. Moses stretched out for his hand toward heaven, and there was a, a, a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. Yeah. Three days, my brothers and sisters. This continued for. Okay, Exodus 20:21. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near to the thick darkness, where God was. This is now. This I believe here because. We get that three days of darkness, but there's a thick, thick darkness cloud in it. And then we read that God was in the darkness. So the three days of darkness, my brother and sister, is great for the Lord's people, no? But not good for the world. Right. Because in one, there's fear, but in the other one, God is in the, in the cloud of darkness. It says that it's too far off. This is Exodus 2021. This is 10 chapter after that. And draw near to the thick darkness where God was. You know, Deuteronomy 411G, come near and stood under the mountain. And the mountain burned with fire in the midst of heaven with, with darkness cloud and thick darkness. First King 812. And spoke Solomon, and the Lord said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. Second Chronicles. Then says Solomon, the Lord has, has said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. So all these verses here, I'm going to put them in the chat room, you know, are, are really matching the thick darkness. The only thing is that people don't see the Lord in the thick darkness. But the Bible says that the Lord is in the thick darkness. See, God cannot allow the devil to just come in and do something evil without him being there to protect his own people. Yeah. God has always been with us and will always be with his people. So that's the promise to us. What did Jesus say to his disciples? I will be with you all the day of thy life. Yeah. So he is with us. He told us he will never forsake us and never leave us. My brother, my sister. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So it's exciting to know that, yes, this is coming. But also remember that the Lord is going to be with us. Yeah. He's right. not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us and all this. Amen. Uh, and then says, a fire that, uh, this is Joel 2, uh, what verse is this? Thank you, Lord. 
uh, with two, I mean three, a fire devoured them. Behind them, a flame, uh, a flame burned. So immediately, there is judgment coming down. Because a fire they, before them, behind them, a flame of the burn. Uh, and so, a fire devoured them. Behind them, a flame burned. The land is as the garden eaten before them. Behind them, a desolated wilderness. Yea, nothing shall escape them. And this is talking about the locusts. This is talking about the locusts. Nothing will escape them. The appearance of them is the appearance of horses. Okay? They appear like horses. Now, to, to get out, because I didn't do this on Sunday. This is why I wanted to go back and do this. And, because in, on Sunday, I didn't went to Revelation 9, 3, 7, which I want you to read it, Brother Tony. Yeah. Because this, this is going to confirm what, we, what we're saying. Yeah. It's Revelation uh, 9, 3 to 7. Read it, Brother. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded to them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men who have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee, or, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared for battle. And on their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men, and the earth and the earth shall quake before them, and the heaven shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great, for he is strong that it executeth his word. For the Lord for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who can abide it? There also now, saith the Lord, turn ye unto me, turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart, and not your garments, uh, and turn unto the Lord your God, uh, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and, uh, and repenteth. Uh, of the evil, who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God. Um, blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly. Amen. And then I keep saying to, um, well, okay, so going back to the sun and the moon shall be dark. Okay. Which it, it says in Revelation that they they causes this, you know they they cause the, the sun and the moon to be in dark. Yeah. Besides, now someone had asked, but what about Shalom, brother David? What about the 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 the, the, the that people will seek death after they're being stung by this scorpion, by these locusts? 
and, and, and they, you know, they want to die. And I said that that's the mercy of God because people are not ready to die because of their sins. And so God in his mercy is not letting them die. That is not in business to kill anyone. So God's not letting them die. So God is, I believe God with this is giving everyone. Remember what Jesus said that the thief come to kill, John Simpson, the thief come about to kill, steal, and destroy. But I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. So Jesus doesn't come, God doesn't come, the Lord doesn't come with the same plan of the devil to kill and destroy. He come with his plan of salvation, yeah. which is love. We learned tonight that salvation means love yeah. from the Lord. Because you return to back to the love of the Father. And then John three sixteen, so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So whoever believes in him should not perish by everlasting life. So when we receive Christ, we're returning back to love. That's what salvation to God means, love, Jesus said. Uh, to me, that's, that is so awesome. We're returning back to the love of the Father when we see Christ. Yeah. Someone saw him up in heaven and said he was all love. Mm-hmm. Now, Bob died. This is a testimony. He died. And he saw people going to Jesus. Jesus was in front. And everyone coming to the Lord, Jesus asked them one single question when they came up, over to him. Mm-hmm. Are those that die, did you learn to love? Did you learn to love? One single question. He, he didn't ask him, were you repenting? With, no. Were you, you know, are those of his? Did you learn to love? Okay? Which is salvation, Jesus said to me yesterday. Going back to First Corinthians 13. Okay, what is love, Brother Tony? Yeah. Verse 4, what is love? Love is patient and kind, not jealous, and not boastful. Not proud. Not proud, rude, or selfish. Not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. Wait a minute. Because I hear people all the time, oh, I remember what you did to me. We have a, a lot to learn, huh? Yeah. yeah. yeah we, we, need, we need to be made perfect like Christ. Yeah. It's true the way it is. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, brother. Yeah, uh, Love does not gloat over other people's sins, but takes its delight in the truth. Thank you, Lord. Love always bears up, always trusts, always hopes, and always endures. Now, what about that part there, love, love always endures? Love is what will endure. Because the Bible says that love uh, washes coal. Oh, uh, yeah, when the... That's when the Lord said, right, uh, uh, that uh, because of the evil, the love of many will grow cold. Yes. Grow cold. yes uh, because of the evil, the love of many will grow cold. Always endure. Yeah, love always endure. That, that also you know, speaks of the Lord because he's love, you know. He's a complete definition oh, of thank love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Yeah. I tell you, that is it. Yeah. It's about Jesus. It's always about him. Yeah. That's why Father gave him to us to teach. If we're going to learn, we got to learn from him. Yeah. How will we make a part? Yeah. Okay, go ahead, brother. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, verse 8 says, uh, Love never ends, but prophecies will pass. Tongues will cease. Knowledge will pass. 
for our knowledge is partial. Wait, 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 wait. Go, go back there. What do you mean tongue will see? I heard people saying years ago that you need it, in order for you to be insane, you need to speak in tongues. Yeah, <laughs> tongues will see, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know some people may, may be following some of those ministries, so we got to put this in the chat room. Yeah. Got to speak in tongues, you know. It's, it's only a gift. It is, yeah. It's, it's, so, thank you, Lord. So, love never what? Love never ends. Prophecies will pass. Tongues will cease. Knowledge will pass. Wait a minute. What do you mean knowledge will pass? <laughs> yes, also knowledge. <laughs> Anyone understand that, the knowledge will pass? You know that the Bible talks about a holy knowledge? Oh, yeah. I found a verse today in, what was it? Uh, it's Proverbs. Yeah. Proverbs. Is it Proverbs 9, I think it is? I think it's probably not. You, you see why certain things we got to leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> I believe but, it's Proverbs three. No, I think it's Proverbs nine, brother. Let me see. You, oh man, this is this is really. It it, it, well, it says holy yeah. knowledge, right? Yeah. I mean, thank you, Lord. What an awesome, awesome God we serve. I just didn't put holy knowledge and, and just find it that way. Okay. And that may it's probably nine ten. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It says fear Adonai, fear the Lord. Yeah. Is the beginning of wisdom. That's it. Acknowledge of holy one is understanding. understanding. So this is the knowledge of the Lord that is holy. Yeah. Not compared to our earthly knowledge. Yeah. Okay? So when God says that knowledge will pass He's talking about earthly knowledge. Cannot be heavenly. Mm-hmm. Because everything God gives is eternal. Yeah. And his knowledge is eternal. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, There's got to be a verse that says knowledge is eternal. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. That makes sense, yeah, because when it comes from him, it's, it's eternal. And it has to be, yeah. Everything he gives is uh, Somewhere it should say yeah. that it do it forever. The knowledge of the Lord, or mm-hmm. we'll find that in another day. But tonight, yeah. I want to tell you that there is a Holy One. The Holy One, of, the Bible says, the Holy One of Israel. Yeah. So it's the knowledge of God. It's holy. That's right. Okay? Knowledge of Holy One is understanding. So His holy knowledge is, can now be compared to the earthly knowledge. So having a, a doctoral degree on something, like a doctor, a lawyer, things like that, that knowledge passed. Yeah. yeah. And passes, it won't be no more. Right. Thank you, Lord, for that. But Thank his, you. His knowledge will endure. His knowledge will endure forever. Yeah. So when I want to become a scientist, an engineer, a doctor, let's say in the millennium, mm-hmm. it's going to be the knowledge of God. Yeah. Oh, Lord, thank you. That's, that's good to have peace on. So love never ends, but prophecy will pass. Tongue will cease. Knowledge will pass. Yeah. So as long as we as a believer have this understanding, because here's the question. Let me tell you what happens to me. I felt yesterday that I was going to die. The night before yesterday, I went into prayer. Uh, I believe one 
248, I think it was. 148, I think it was. I finished my prayer. I went to bed. I felt really, like, sick. So I just kept praying. I laid down, but I kept praying. And I'm like, oh, man, it's only a few minutes to, to 6 in the morning to get up for, with my son to take him to the bus. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to complain like the children of Israel in the wilderness. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. You know, especially when you're fasting, with no food and no water. So I went, and then my wife tells me, I have an appointment. I need you to take me to that appointment. Then again, I kept thinking, well, I'm not going to complain like the children of Israel in the wilderness. I'm just going to do it. Because, you know, and I said, what time it is so I can try to get some sleep. So, oh, so I went to get to bed again. I went to prayer. I noticed I could not fall asleep again. And I, I felt very sick. I felt like so sick like I was going to die. But God was preparing me for something. Okay? And so, Shalom, Brother Miguel, when I laid down a few minutes be- before I had to get up for the appointment, because I kept praying, I finally closed my eyes and put I was in heaven right away. I was out there for 10 minutes. I know this. But in those 10 minutes, I was in the throne of Father with a, with a tremendous glory that I can see very clear. I saw brothers and sisters there. You know, and I, sometimes I name brothers and sisters that I see in heaven. I should never do that, like on the radio. Because, you know, it, it, it's important that we understand that God has a plan for each one of us, and we all have to seek him. Some people say, I'm already there, so I'm not going to work. <laughs> we should fear the Lord. Yeah. And what is the fear of the Lord for? To depart from evil, to make the right choices. So it's better to be under the fear of the Lord. And they say, well, I'm already there. Why should I pray and fast? Yeah. No, we should always pray and fast no matter what. Because yeah. we're under the fear of the Lord, Brother Tony. It's important. Yeah. So I see brothers and sisters that, that I recognize in that glory of Father, in that throne. We, God was there. The Lord was all over us with his glory, Father God. One of us, I believe it was a sister, asked Father and said, so how should we walk on the earth? Someone asked Father. As we was, at, we was at Father's feet. And we were sitting all there. And I can see from the waist down. I cannot see up because of the glory of the cloud there. It was too thick. I cannot, but I knew, because in heaven you just know. That those were my brothers and sisters. I can I could name you there. What was there? Incredible. In heaven, I knew everyone's name there. Everyone named. Not a single person there that I didn't know the name. There was a lot of us yeah. in Father's throne. And Father, out of His hand, okay, He wrote to us. Well, He gave to us like a page out of the Bible, but it was His own writing. And as Father's hand came out of the throne. I can see the page in his hand, like like uh, Moses on Mount Sinai. And I could see the hand of Father, and the writing of the letter was beautiful and golden. Beautiful. And as he stretched forth his hand, I can see that it says on top of the page, 1 Corinthians 13. Remember the question, how should we walk on the earth? You know, we're asking Father how we should have walked on the earth. How should we should have been a good Christian or something? How we should walk on the earth? 
What's the question? And and, and Father handed us First Corinthians 13. You know, and that should say everything to us, right? Yeah. But we still got more questions. <laughs> what do you think, Brother Tony? What do you understand out of that? Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> when he told me that earlier, I immediately that the verse came to mind. I haven't read that in a while, <laughs> but when you say that First Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians 13, I immediately uh, it was like exactly what I we just read. It was, you know, love endures all things, and you know, and all that. And uh, but yeah, it's yeah, that's you say it all. You know, it's love. You know, we, that's that's you know. I want to invite everyone tonight to read First Corinthians 13. Please do. Yeah. We, we're reading it here. We're, we're trying to share this as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Okay? But in my conversation with the Lord, I had one question with the Lord. A rabbi said that the, when the moon and the sun come together, that's love. And that really touched me. Yeah. And then when I asked the Lord, the Lord says that salvation is love. Mm-hmm. So then, so God so loved the world. So when we receive Christ, we come into the love of God. Yeah. That, is, that really is what salvation is. Yeah. The love of the Father. That's incredible. Yeah. Another revelation for me that I did not know. Mm-hmm. But Jesus said, God explained it to me, and now I know. So love never ends, First Corinthians 13 a, but prophecy will pass. Mm-hmm. So soon we'll say goodbye, prophecy. Mm-hmm. Prophecy will, will pass. Time will cease. Goodbye, tongue. Knowledge will pass. Goodbye, knowledge of this earth. Uh, for our knowledge is partial. Now, we were talking about this, you and I, Brother Tony, earlier. Yeah. About partial. And, and what is partial again, Brother Tony? Like, uh, we see, like, we know in part. Like, it's, you know, it's limited. You know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, partial, like, uh, you know, like half. It's only a part. Mm-hmm. You know? Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So we know. So not our our for our knowledge is partial. Now, what is this knowledge? Is that earthly or? For our knowledge is partial. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it seems like it's you know what we know even you know the what we know of heaven. It's what we know what you know. As a Christian, it's what we know as a Christian. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Because I remember Jesus saying to me, because I asked him a word in heaven. He said, so you know in part, he says. Yeah. So, okay. All right. For, were you going to say something? Thank you, Lord. Yeah, it's like what he wants us to know, you know. He reveals what he wants us to know, but there's much more, you know. But this now, it's just what he gives to us, you know, what he wants us to know now. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. For our knowledge is partial. Our prophecy partial, but when the perfect comes, the partial will. will, will how do you feel that one? Yeah. All the partial thing passes. It's just, like when we get there, it's like you know, we will know. We'll just we'll just know complete. You know, kind of like a pizza. Thanks, you, you have only one piece of pizza. And when we get there, we'll, you know, it's the whole piece. It's the whole pizza. Yeah. Now, the other part that I don't think I told Brother Tony about this dream, this revelation of God was that he presented then to me, each and one of us, the Lord, mm-hmm. full of his glory. And I, then I could see the smile and the joy and the peace of everyone. Yeah. Because he was showing me one by one mm-hmm. what he had done. 
In other words, as he says in his words, yeah. that he's going to present unto himself a glorious bride. He was answering that to me in heaven. Look. And it was full of his glory. He's able to do it. Yeah. What is that that Paul says? He's able to do more exceedingly? Exceedingly when we expect to <laughs> So he's doing something yeah. uh, beyond our understanding. Yeah. And it made sense because we also say that, remember, that God says that my thoughts are higher than yours. Yeah. So even what we consider to be weak, let the weak say I am strong. Mm-hmm. You know, it's stronger than what we think in the Lord. Yeah. You know, it's like, I didn't understand why God has that waiting. Mm-hmm. But waiting in God is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Then this, I found a verse online in the Old Testament that talks about that. Waiting on the Lord because, I, I don't know if it was Samuel talking to King Saul about it. Yeah. Because King Saul went and ran and made the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But then Samuel was rebuking that. That's yeah. in the Old Testament. Some of you can probably look it up. It's powerful to wait on the Lord. And, and, and Saul could not wait. He just went and listened to the people make the sacrifice. That's obedience. Verse 11. She says, but when I was a child, I spoke like a child. Yeah. Thought like a child. Argue like a child. Now that I have become a man, I have finished what childish away. So it, does this mean that people that go on, on the online to argue about God's word, that's a child behavior, because they're arguing about God's word. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly what it is, you know, um, because uh, when you're mature in Him, you know, it's, when you're mature in, in the Lord, you know, you know what's right and what's wrong. You know what not to do and what not, like, what not to say, and you know, and uh, that's how I see it. Yeah, it's. It, it's more until I see it, yeah. It's like you know what to, you know what not to say, and you know, because you're mature in the Lord, and yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. I, Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Even if you want to say certain things, no, <laughs> you know you're not supposed to. <laughs> That's when you're... I, I always use that verse uh, that Paul told Timothy not to argue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they when they will come to argue not to argue with them. Yeah. You know, and, and so I tell that to people when they want to argue about the word and no, oh, I disagree with you about this, all that. I say, okay, I respect, you know, I respect people's opinion, mm-hmm. but then, okay, leave it as that. Right. One thing good to tell people is pray about it, mm-hmm. seek the Lord about it, you know? Yeah. Because. The misunderstanding it, it can be gray in people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was telling Brother Tony, I don't trust myself, I only trust Jesus. Yeah. And that will keep me from, uh, if you only trust the Lord and don't trust yourself or anybody else, that keeps you from falling and in, in, in lie, deceive, right. false teaching, you know, and, and, and it, it just keeps you. Yeah. You know, Jesus is our safe zone. And as a believer, if you learn that, to have Jesus as your safe zone, your rock. Mm-hmm. Make, remember you were talking about the rock? What were you saying to me earlier about the rock? I was listening in the, in the, when we were driving in the truck. You yeah. mentioned about something about Jesus being the rock. Yeah, it's, uh, 
yeah, just the, yeah, just the, the Lord being on the center. You know, if it's, uh, um, we were mentioning about, about uh, how Paul men says, uh, you know, um, in Spanish I can say it better, but it's. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You translate it in your mind. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, um, uh, I as uh, put the, my flesh under subjection, mm-hmm. you know, so that I will not uh, so that you know, so I will not fall. In other words, I uh, mm-hmm. you know, not tr- what he's trying. To, Paul was trying to say there is, uh, you know, I'm not trusting. I don't trust in my own flesh. You know, he knows because he knows that the, you know, because it we shouldn't put our trust in. And, uh, and someone else, or, you know, we shouldn't even, you know, boast in ourselves or, you know, like, we were, like you were just saying, we should not even trust ourselves. We should put our trust in the Lord and Amen. and uh, and only the Lord because only in, he's our safe zone, exactly how it is. He's, Thank he's, you, Lord. He's our safe zone. And that's where he's leading us to, you know, for us to, um, everything that we go through is for us to learn that only he can deliver us, only he can only in him we can overcome anything you know only in him we can you know we can stop sinning it's only in christ in our own we we, we you know we can't it's it's in him it's in christ and that's that's only in him we can overcome anything you know he's amen our, thank you lord he's our like the bible says our the name of the lord is a strong tower and the righteous run unto him and are exalted it's because we go to the lord thank you, you know. jesus that's it yeah that is it Verse 12, for now we see Oscarly in the mirror, but when we were by then, it will be face to face. And that is true. Yeah. We're, we're not seeing uh, clear, if I could say that. Yeah. We're seeing like through a mirror. Because here's the thing uh, this earth is a place of testing. Yeah, and how do we know it? It's because in the garden you have the fruit of good and evil. Now, let me explain to you something about the fruit of good and evil, okay, and the fruit of life. The fruit of life, according to Revelation, bear fruit, uh, 12 fruit per year. I think it's one. I have to look it up. But it, the fruit of no, no fruit bear fruit that way unless it's a special fruit, mm-hmm. first of all. The fruit of good and evil uh, Jesus said that a, 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 a tree gives goes out good fruit, a good tree. A bad tree gives out bad fruit. How can two trees be one together, giving out a bad and a good fruit? God didn't make that. God doesn't make a tree that will give you two, two a bad and a good. But the fruit of good and evil was in the garden to test men, yeah. to test men. And Adam and Eve were being tested, and they did not pass the test. They did not pass the test. They failed the test, my brother and sister. And here's the fact of the matter. They cannot blame Satan for it. Because let's say, I don't, I don't like to use those, those, those things and say let's say, because I hear a lot of preachers doing that, and, and I'm like, uh, we should probably not say that. But let's say Satan had not turned to them. Mm-hmm. Would they end up eating out of the fruit of good and evil? And the answer might be yes. Maybe have a later time. Because you have to make a choice with God. That's why. Mm-hmm. Don't we have to make a choice? We do. Yeah. You know, our own flesh is against us. Our own body is against us. 
And every day, you got to make the choice whether you're going to read your Bible, listen to God's word, listen to his message, seek to, to hear from him, pray, fast every week, pray every day, commit your life to him. It is a matter of a choice. Yeah. Why? Because you choose God because you, you choose heaven. You and I choose heaven. And what is, what, <coughs> excuse me, what's so different from everybody else? They choose something else. Because the word is preached unto them. Yeah. You know, so <coughs> it's a matter of a choice. Thank you, Lord. I rebuke all attacks of the enemy, Lord. Oh, spirit of cold, against my throat, I rebuke it, I bind it. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Heal. Hallelujah, Lord, in Jesus' name, by the stripe of Jesus, by the wound of Jesus. Felt an attack. Thank you, Lord. But God is with us. Who can come against us? Shalom, Sister Regina. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. By your stripe, by your wound, I heal. The enemy doesn't like these type of messages because these are the messages that are waking people. So Paul said, I know, I know, now I know perfectly, then I will know fully. Just as God fully know me. Here's another thing. When we get to heaven, okay, God knows us who we are in him. But right now, we don't know who we are in him fully. Not fully. Some of us have asked God about our life, like he has taken me to back to before God made the earth, who I was in him. And thank you, Lord, I can see, I see myself back then. And back then I saw even Lucifer as an angel. You know, I can see how we were back then. But it was not enough time for me to know more about my life. I just know that we were all back then before God created the earth. Walk in that eternal city of God, science. My brother and sister, it's a beautiful city, let me tell you. But science, to me, as I said, it's a synonymous of Jerusalem. It's like Jerusalem, my brother and sister. All that that we question now will come to full knowledge later on, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. But let me tell you, you want to come to heaven. You will want, do not want to miss the sounds of the shofar, the trumpet. Because the trumpet, Paul says, will sound. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Now, someone says to me, Brother Elvie, God, when the trumpet sounds, God will take the children home. Okay? The prophet Joel says this. Okay? Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm in my holy mountain. Let the unhearing of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is come at hand. See, notice what happened here when the trumpet sound. God raptured the righteous people, right? When you go to First Corinthians now, I'm sorry, First Thessalonians, thank you, Lord, four. You you notice something, and it is this. Hallelujah. Let me get it here under the King James. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise to God. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with an archangel, 
with the trumpet of God in the dead of Christ arrive first. Immediately you know here that Joe is not talking about the risen of the dead, but poise. Two events. Is it the same event? Because I'm seeing this and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm reading what Joe is saying, the prophet Joe is saying, which cannot be disregarded. Because the problem with people is a lot of people prefer First Thessalonians four sixteen and disregard Joel. But here's the thing, no. Because even the apostle Peter in the book of Acts chapter two on the pulling out the Holy Spirit, he quoted Joel. So you cannot disrespect what God revealed to Brother Joel. Brother Joel and Brother Paul are both important. So what you do with prophecy is you compare what God has said. They are not in disagreement. You see? They, it is just how God revealed it to them. And that is very meaningful for us. And if we want to know more, we've got to pray and fast and ask the Lord. Lord, how come Joe saw it this way? Okay? Because right now, Joe thought when he says in his holy mountain, that's Israel. Okay? That will be the nation in Israel when the rapture would happen. Are there nation in Israel right now, right before the rapture happens? Is Joe right? Yes. The nation are in Israel today. Russia, China, the EU, the United States, all the nations are in Israel. And Israel see. In Israel, Israel. Okay? And most of the army are in the land of Israel. So here's the thing, my brothers and sisters. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion. That's the trumpet of the rapture. Sound the alarm. My brothers and sisters, why are the alarms sounding? Well, if all the nations are there, the alarms are sounding. Let all the unhibiting of the land tremble. Okay? For the day of the Lord's coming. Jesus is coming right now. For it is at nine, a hand. It's here. Yeah. It's here. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Remember Moses, in the three days of darkness, there was a thick cloud. And then we read that God was in the thick cloud. Yeah. My brother and sister, you know, God, I heard a prophecy months ago that Jesus was on his way. Okay? God's not going to let his enemy rise and him not be in the middle to protect his people. The enemy is rising, the Antichrist. So is the Lord already rise to protect his people. God's not going to leave Israel alone. God's going to not leave us alone neither. As they rise, the Lord rises. Yeah. And they can rise all they want. They're going to lose anyway, right? Yeah. So, for the Lord himself to descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the archangel that is there is Michael. But the voice of an archangel, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Okay? You don't hear the prophet Joe talking about the dead in Christ will rise first. You don't see that. And you go back to Joe chapter 2, where in Joe does it say that the dead will rise first? No, it doesn't say it. It doesn't say it. 
And it doesn't mean it's not important. It is important. Thank you, Lord. Now, the resurrection of the dead. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. And that's in... Thank you, Lord. In um, resurrection of the dead. We we had... Uh, there was a question about the resurrection of the dead that they asked Jesus. I want to get to the one. Uh, thank you, Lord. I believe it's Paul to the... Um, Thank you, God. Corinthian, I believe it is. Thank you, God. Praise the Lord. And, and Jesus is the first from the dead. So whatever we read about Jesus, it will be accordingly, because he is the first. Like Romans 1, 4, it was declared to be the Son of God, the power according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. So the dead are resurrected in what? In power. Yeah. Remember we were asking... How are the dead resurrected? Well, they're resurrected in power. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Going back to that. Uh, okay. And then Romans 6, 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, so we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. So who do we look like in the resurrection, Brother Tony? Or who are people going to look like? Like the Lord. Like Christ. Yeah. You know, that that is that is the plan of God. Yeah. Okay, and then first Corinthians fifteen uh, twelve. Now if Christ has preached who rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no restoration of the dead? Paul was already preaching about the restoration of the dead. Yeah. Hallelujah. And he made it so powerful that he even compared it to the restoration of Christ. Yeah. He said in First Corinthians fifteen thirteen, but if there's no resurrection of the dead, then the the Christ had not risen. And I'm sure Paul is saying this because there's a people questioning whether there will be a resurrection of the dead. He compared it to Christ rising. Yeah, I, I think clearly Apostle Paul was very firm on his teaching. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. And then he says in 1 Corinthians 15, 42. So also, if the resurrection of the dead, it is sown in corruption and is raised in what, Brother Tony? In corruption. That's good. <laughs> in corruption. In corruption. And what is that in corruption talking about? Uh, it reminds me of, you know, uh, uh, limitations, you know, how, you know, the, the body perishes and and all that, but incorruption is, is eternal. It will not corrupt. There's no imperfections, you know, no, it's just uh, like Christ. You know what I liked about my glorified body? When 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 uh, China was attacking the U.S., we, we the church, were in a glorified body. We're the one that, are, not everyone, this is just for a few elected, selected. Jesus has been very clear about that. Yeah. And I believe I've been saying this on the Lord's Tower. Not everyone, it's Staying behind for the for the revival, to go out and evangelize, okay? This is why, right, you know, we want to know more. The Lord will reveal us more. But it, I, was, I was saying this even to my family. When the Lord came and changed my body to go evangelize in the, in the, in the revival with the brothers and sisters, my, my children were not around. They were gone, okay? 
And then I heard a prophet saying there's going to be a rapture for the children. Like it, the rapture is all the same. It's just that the children got the, the Lord's taking them on first. Okay. Because I used to think as a believer that the rapture was a single event that happens right away. And it's an event that the Lord takes people home today and can take home later. You know? So, and then after my children have taken home, then when we stay with the Lord and finish the revival, Jesus said, all right, you may go home. And then we started flying home quickly. So what, what do you call that? Maybe you, you don't want to call that rapture. Is that what it is for people? The people say, Brother Harvey, how can you say there will be a second rapture? I'm not saying there's going to be a second rapture because if you don't call it, if you don't call it going home after the revival, then how do you call it, Brother Miguel? I mean, you know, it, it, it's like yeah. incredible because my children were gone. We stay behind. We got a transformed body, changed body, an immortal body. It's, okay, what I wanted to say is what I like about the, the, the glorified body is it was bulletproof. Because I have bullet hitting me in the forehead. This sniper, you know, since they have all these uh, laser, because I can see the laser, and, and all these guided, I think they got guided bullets, what I was understanding. Because I can see the bullet looking for the target. Mm. And it hit me right between my eyes, right about my Right there in my forehead. Pum. No damage. But it would, did not, not even a scratch, Brother Tony. The bullet would hit and fall, fall on the ground. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, that was some good shooting. Yeah. That was really good shooting. But no harm to me. Mm-hmm. And any of us, because I have brothers and sisters helping me, mm-hmm. you know, to help the people that were not in the glorified body. Yeah. And we were helping these families, bringing them to safety. Right. Safety, you know, yeah. and and it was awesome. It felt good. Mm-hmm. I like doing that. Yeah. And the Lord said to me, He spoke to me that I've been chosen for that. He's chosen me for that, yeah. for the revival to help out. And then He said to me today, those that want to help you out, they can. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter. Some of you maybe don't have to, but if you want to do this for the Lord, remember that eternity is forever. Uh, we're doing all this work for the Lord temporarily. Then we're going to eternity, and that's it. Yeah. That will be it. So remember that the reward you're going to get from the Lord. Because yeah. all this, we're doing it. God's going to reward us. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And yes, amen. When I heard this prophet saying that, I thought that was really kind of God. Yeah. Taking the children first home. That's wow. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because uh, you know what I used to think it was? that I, What I used to think was, how is the Lord sending me even to another country to evangelize family when I leave my children here alone with my wife? But then the Lord in all these months has helped me understand, no, my child, no. Uh, he's removing the children and those that will not make it to the three days of darkness. He'll take them like to the bodies. Because he showed me he, he, there are people he knows they're not going to make it. Okay? He's taking them to the valleys. Okay? Not necessarily, because the valley's still part of heaven. It's just outside, people say, outside the gate. You know? But it's still protected by God. No demon can go there. But it's it's not the same like being inside the hole. Right. But it's, it's still presence of God there, you know? It's a lot better than earth. So the, this is the thing. With all this, my brother and sister, 
And it is that the Lord is going to use us and has chosen to use us for the revival. And he's going to send us out to evangelize people. And we shall mark for the Lord. Okay? Thank you, Lord. It's a work he's asking. I just heard the Lord say, yes, thank you, Lord. His voice is so sweet. But I tell you, this is a work for God that we're going to do, that the Lord has chosen us to do. And I don't want to cower away and doing this for the Lord. I want to go home to heaven. That I tell the Lord I want to go home. Yeah. Father says it was over for me down here. I want to go home. But the Lord said he has chosen me for the revival, which is short revival. It's, it's less than a month, less than 30 days. It's, just, it's in the book of Joel, less than 30 days, okay, which is exciting. We're not going to be here no more than 30 days, okay? Now, I don't know how many will volunteer for it, but those that will volunteer, the Lord giving me a revelation that a group of brothers and sisters enter heaven with me after that. It was a pretty large group. I would say almost a hundred or maybe more. I don't know. It was a group of people that were me in heaven. Yeah. The Lord, you know, and the Lord was standing there in front of us when we finished our work in the revival and said, okay, my children, you may go home. And then, you know, we went home. So, thank you, Lord, says yes. So all this is under the supervision of Jesus, yeah. which is awesome. He's coming down. During the three days of darkness, oh, I, th- I believe it's at, it's at the end. Because Paul said that Jesus was resurrected by the power of the Holy Spirit on the third day, right? Yeah. So kind of that's what happened to us on the third day. We, it, has to, it has to be like Christ. It cannot, it cannot be here forward. No, it has to be exactly what happened to him will happen to us. We get a glorified body on the third day of the three days of darkness. And then we, we get resurrected. Well, I mean, we get our glorified body. And then we meet Jesus. At the same time, he called us by name. We meet with him. He's going to have a meeting with us. Those he's going to send out for this revival. I was at that meeting with the Lord. And I saw him calling brothers and sisters. And whoever they are, they were immediately right there before the Lord. My brothers and sisters. And there were plenty of the Lord's hour that I was very excited let me tell you, I'm very excited with brothers and sisters of the Lord's Tower. One, because I've seen them in heaven, and I've seen them, part of them, in the revival. And to me, I'm glad that the Lord has chosen me to help brothers and sisters to be ready to meet the Lord in the air. Or to meet the Lord, yeah. you know, in this uh, transformation. I believe my brother Tony is looking to help us. Is, is that? Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I feel the anointing for that. For for, for that, you know, to help out. You know, yes. and uh, although, yeah, I want to go home too, but I really want to help out. You know, and. Plus, uh, um, you'll be rewarded for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what the reward will be. Right. You know, because a lot of people say, "What am I getting?" <clears throat> mm-hmm. Amen. But yeah, that's that's the heart of the Lord, you know. Like you said earlier, it's salvation. He 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 wants people saved, and that's why he's bringing this revival, you know, because he, he he cares for the souls, you know. He cares for you know for people, and and uh, we should arm ourselves with the same with the same thinking, you know. <clears throat> it's salvation. It's what he cares about. It's people, you know. 
And, and what it is, Father is putting his mighty power in us. He yeah. says to me. Yeah. Putting my mighty power in you. So, please, my brothers and sisters, if you find it in your heart to help the Lord with his work, yeah. remember, it's not long. It's not like we've been waiting all this time for the rapture. It's not like, you know, a thousand year reign with Christ. This is a very short work we're doing for the Lord. You may want to ask the Lord to join us, like, you know, he, he, you know, he to use you. Because, you know, I'm sure those that are going home, the Lord's already letting them know they're going home. They're having dreams and vision with the Lord. They they can feel in the spirit that this is what, what the Lord has for them. So this final work that we're doing, it, it, it's really going to make the Lord very happy. Yeah. I can't wait to see his face when we do this for him. Because he, you're going to see his face very joyful, very, you know, I remember when, when I went back after the race to help my brothers and sisters, Jesus was standing there, and he looked at me and said, thank you. I I didn't think that the God of the universe, Messiah, would look at me and say, thank you. He says, thank you. And thank you, Lord. I mean, wow, he's, he's so awesome. He, whenever, whenever we do something he he wants us to do, he's very pleased. You know, as Father said about him, this is my son in whom am I very well pleased. Yeah. Because Jesus does the will of the Father. He does. He never saw his own will, but the will of the Father. So Father is very pleased, well pleased with Jesus. You know, very well pleased with Jesus. He, he, Jesus does what he's asking him to, to do. Amen. Now, we found this verse in Joel 15, 15. The, what, what does it say? Remember the verse in Joel 15, 15? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, if I don't trust my holy angels. Uh, yeah, we found it today. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, I talked about this so much, okay? Yeah. Uh, go ahead, read it, Brother Tony. Yeah, it's uh, Joel 15, 15. Behold, he putteth no trust in his in his saints. Yeah, the heavens are not clean in his sight. God is so holy. Sometimes I don't want to bring something, but then we have no choice because how is it that it came up today? Yeah. It's not by our choice. It's by his will, you know. So behold, he putteth no trust in his saints. So, you know, God can only trust his son and his Holy Spirit. Because they're perfect, you know. Yet the heaven are not even clean inside. That's how holy our father is. Because that's when Larry asked father to tell him the day of the rapture. <laughs> you know, if he doesn't tell his angel, why would he tell us? You know, his only angel who see his face, you know. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Philippians 3.10, that I may know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, being made uh, conformable unto his death. But this power that that he's going to give to those, my brother and sister, of the resurrection, okay, they will also have power. That's a good question. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
praise you, Lord. Let me see this. There was another one. Hallelujah. Uh, blessed are the God, as First Peter 1, 3, of the Lord Jesus Christ, who according to the abundant mercy, have begun us unto a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So he has a plan with each and one of us. Okay? He has a plan. Okay? And and he's going to to uh exercise his, his, his plan. Put it to, to hallelujah. Uh to work. Okay. First Corinthians eleven fifteen. Therefore there's not it is not great then if his minister also be transformed as a minister of righteousness whose aim should not be according to their work. Okay, so let's be humble about it, in other words. So I understand. Yeah. Be humble about it. Amen. Yeah. Uh, and, and the glory, Jesus gets the glory, whatever happens. Yeah, God will use us with mighty power, but the glory belongs to the Lord. You know, we in we always given the glo- the glory. Don't don't we cannot think of ourselves more than what we should. The Bible says. You know, it's important. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, the transformation is coming. The change is another one that says change. Uh, uh, where Paul talks about change. Thank you, Lord. Uh, the change, let me see, if it's the same change, I, I believe that's the transformation, that we will be changed in the blink of an eye, right? Yeah. And that that's the promise of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We need to be changed. Hallelujah, because it's something glorious. Hallelujah. It says that First Corinthians fifteen fifty one, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Amen. And that all stands for God's people yes. receiving a, 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 a glorified body. Sure. Okay? That's what that means. God's people receiving a glorified body. Yeah. Okay? Behold, I will show you a mystery. We should not all sleep, while we should all be changed. I all not sleep, we're all not appointed to be part of the dead in Christ. We're not all appointed to be part of the dead in Christ are already there with him. Yeah. There will be people that will die through judgment, remember that? But um, some of us are appointed to be in change. Okay. But since the dead are going to have power, the resurrection of the dead, they're coming with power. Yeah. Either way, the God's people will have power. Yeah. Because in, in Job points about a greater army. Remember we're reading about that on, for you on Sunday. On Sunday, It talks about the greater army. Okay, and there, There's much more verses about the great army of God. Thank you, Lord. My great army, I will send among you, God says. And this great army, Brother Tony, is very powerful in the Lord. Okay? Very powerful in the Lord. Hallelujah. 
So before I go there, let me first uh, first Corinthians fifteen fifty two in a moment and a twinkling of an eye. At the last trumpet. And that last trumpet message I preached on it before. There is a last trumpet in the Bible. Back under the law of Moses, under under the the five book of Moses. And the last trumpet is the the parting. Wow. That's how the Jewish people know the last trumpet. Yeah. I done a lot of research on that. And so that last trumpet is the trumpet of the parting. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall rise incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Okay? So the dead get changed, and we will be changed. Uh, how this event comes about, we don't have much more detail than this. But we know it by what happened with Jesus and, and when Jesus resurrected after the third day, we saw that there was a resurrection, yeah. which a lot of people know like the first resurrection of the dead. Okay, but that, that was the resurrection of the dead. People saw their dead, I think I believe it's Matthew 28, the dead come alive. Mm-hmm. Okay, which we, we were talking about that a few months ago, a month ago, no? Yeah, we did talk about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So people saw their dead come to life. They saw the dead coming out of the tomb. And I knew that because of an earthquake that is coming also, okay, that my worship team is quiet, so they don't hear the worship team. Oh, yeah. That is yeah. that is very strange. It's been very quiet. Yeah. Bernie. <laughs> okay. They just listen to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They, early they were very yeah. happy and celebrating. Now I guess the message is very important to them. So... Yeah, the dead and Christ will also have power like we, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Second Corinthians, for so we all will uncover face holding, beholding a glass of the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as the Spirit of the Lord, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Okay, we might have to do more study on this verse here. Cause yeah. It seems to me like it's very... Uh, but I believe this is after we are changing from glory to glory. Is that... Is that what do you think? Put it in the chat room. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, by the power... By the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Yes, because remember the Holy Spirit was the one that, according to Paul, mm-hmm. raised Jesus from the dead, the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So the question is, we are going to be changing the power of the Holy Spirit also. Yeah. We're changed. Because it's by the Spirit of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as if by the Spirit of the Lord, which is by the, which, in other words, it's the same thing as saying by the Spirit of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we all, with uncovered face, we're holding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. Yeah. Are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Wow, that's incredible. It's incredible, powerful. God, God is really bringing to us uh, uh, more to know. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If, uh, um, Philippians 3.21 who shall change our vile body 
that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. Uh, are you getting this? This is powerful, brother. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, really good. According to the working whereby he is able to even so do all things unto himself. Uh, any thought on this, brother? Donnie? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I see the same as, as we were just reading earlier about the, you know, by the power of the of the Holy Spirit, and uh, you know, just like it happened with the Lord, it's gonna happen with us. It's it's what it's saying, you know. Our, it's um, you know, it says fashioning like unto His glorious body. So just like it happened with the Lord, you know, it's gonna happen to to His people, you know, His bride. Um, those that He's going to uh, transform. So it's not similar, or it's not close to. It's the same as his, is what what where I understand. It's what he what he did according to scripture. You know, when it says he went through walls and and he you know he did all that after his resurrection, the same thing. Amen. Yeah. yeah. He will change the body we have in a humble state, made in like his glorious body. Exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Using the power which enabled him to bring everything under his control. My Lord. Yeah, and his power, yeah. His power. So he had power over the wind. Mm-hmm. He had power over the sea. Yeah. Okay? And and this is why I, I when I come I, I asked the, the the what was it? What did I ask? The, was it the air? To take the, 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 the other person away he did. Yeah, the wind, yeah. The wind. The wind, thank yeah. you. That is incredible. That is Wow. <laughs> Brother. Yeah, <it's>, uh, <laughs> no wonder you're looking for that so so eagerly, huh? Yeah. 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 But it says it's, it's, we have in the humble state. Yeah. Does that mean we're going to be walking in total humility? Because the only thing that makes us in is pride. That means that we're not going to have pride anymore then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how I say also because it. The body that won't, you know, we don't, we don't sin. At least that's how I see it. It's just we don't the desires that we, we don't sin because we're not in the flesh anymore. We're we don't to have the desire to sin no more. Right. All that, because all, all that is part of this body. In the new body, we have no desire to sin. Mm-hmm. Our only desire is to please God, to be holy, be righteous. Yeah. It's incredible, incredible what God is is bringing to us, and this is so close. This is the amazing thing. I mean. You don't want to caught. You don't want to be caught unaware. Right. You know, I, this is what I want. Thank you, Lord. Oh my Lord, my God. When the Jewish people heard about uh, the Jewish people were not ready in the resurrection of Jesus. Okay, as a virgin having that baby, they were not ready. They were not looking for that. They were asleep when Jesus was going to be born. Who were away looking for the sign? The three kings. The three kings is, is practically known as Gentiles. Yeah. And so they were looking for the sign. The Jewish people were not looking for the sign. They were asleep. His people, he came to his own, his own receiving not. They were asleep. My brother and sister, the, the king saw the star in the cloud, and what did they do? Follow they follow the sign. Yeah. So, but in order for them to follow the sign, what do they need to do? They need to look up. 
And what did Jesus say to us? Look up. Our redemption, your redemption draws nine. Thank you, Lord. Another word for looking up is watch and pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Even to to, uh, Abraham, God said, he brought him forth in the outdoor and said, look now to the heaven, count the stars. And they're able to count them, he said unto them, so shall thy seed be. But he had, he had Abraham look up. Yeah. Look toward the heaven. Look up, Abraham. Look up. With the bride needs to be looking up. Mm-hmm. You know, someone said to me, Brother Elvin, do you look up like me? Because I, I, every, every morning I get up, he says, he's looking up. Yeah. And I look up, too. It's important that we look up. Hallelujah. Because we're looking for the Lord. We're looking for the sign of his coming. Amen. And and that is that is uh watching, as Jesus said. Yeah. We need to watch and pray. Okay? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. We we are commanded to look up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Psalm eighty four nine, behold our our guard, our shield. Look up on the face I die of that anointing. Yeah, that is incredible. So even anointing is counted to looking up. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, we got a we have a lot of look up to do. Thank you, Lord. So again, the rabbi said that people, when they are in love and they're holding him, what is the first thing they do? They look up. Okay, they look up. What does that mean? Okay, it's an understanding of the creation of God. Now he says, what is the meaning of the sun and the moon coming and being a solar eclipse every so many years? It's a sign of love. Yeah. Now I was very touched by that. It's a sign of love. Then the Lord says to me, salvation is love. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah. And what happened when, when we receive Christ and we come to God, we come into his love yeah. when we receive Christ. And we are partaker of the heavenly things of the love of God. So Bob said that when people die and they go before the Lord as a believer, the first question that Jesus asked them is, did you learn to love? You learn to love. The Lord kept asking, and people kept coming to him that died on the earth, Christians. And Jesus said, when they come to the Lord, the Lord looked at them straight into their eyes and said, do you learn to love? God is love, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, God says for us to love our enemy, but I want you to learn this also. It doesn't mean that you're going to love evil. Because the fear of the Lord, look it up in Proverbs, is to hate evil. It's not to love evil. Like many people are confused in the two. Don't confuse the two. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. But Jesus also said, love thy enemy. God loves sinner, 
but God doesn't love their sin. See what I'm saying? We need to be the same. We don't love sin. We hate it. But we love sinners. And we would like them to receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior and repent and depart from sin and evil. That's what we want. That's what we want for people to be in safe, for people to be ready for the coming of the Lord. That's our desire. Thank you, Lord. Nothing else, because that, that's what's important in all this, my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, Isaiah 51, 6. Lift up your eyes to the heaven. Look up upon the earth beneath. For the heaven shall vanish away like smoke. The earth shall wash all like a garment. That they that dwell therein shall die like a manna. But my salvation shall be forever. My righteousness shall not be abolished. Mm. Oh, 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 oh. Mm. God speaking to us. Put it in the chat room. Okay? Mm. <laughs> you may be used to the temporary things that are passing away. But look what plan of God for us. Look at the plan of God for us. Yeah. Look at the plan of God for us. It is an eternal plan. His salvation shall be forever. Sounds like the Lord, right? <laughs> <laughs> and what, 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 what have we read in First Corinthians about the love? The love what, Brother Tony? Endures forever. Love never? Never ends, yeah. Oh, 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 man. That's what his salvation is. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God hates sin. Although he loves sin, he hates sin. And he wants us to have the same attitude of gratitude to him. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Yeshua. There's so much more there. I want to go to the New Testament in regard to, to, thank you, Lord, looking up. Because praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus looked up to heaven in, in Matthew 14, 19. He commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass, took the five low and two fish, looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the law, and gave to his disciple and his disciple to the multitude. You know, I didn't notice this. I didn't notice this. Remember that Jesus said, feed them. He asked his disciple to feed the multitude, right? But when he does the miracle... Other bread, he gives it to them to feed them. Mm-hmm. So he, what was he was doing there, brother Tony? Yeah, there was a teaching, right? There was a teaching that, uh, you know, um, to, to have faith, you know, to, you know, to love like he loves, you know, to do what he does, you know. It's uh, that we can also, you know, that we should also love them as he loves them, as you know, to love, you know, people as he loves. People. And uh, to you know, to be like him, you know, to follow, you know, after him. Because that's the perfect example that we should look onto, just like just like he did. Because, yeah, yeah. Amen. Heart of the Father, and so uh, 
there's no greater example in the Lord and just like he did we can also do as well you know as long as we're our, our eyes are fixed in him you know, amen and, um, thank you lord amen yeah. so his heart well the lord's heart is father's heart yeah so he's he's, he's just he's given us father's heart in his own example yeah. hallelujah i look 21 28 when you see these things begin Okay, and, and let's go there because the things he's talking about that, that we will see begin is, is, is the end of days. Uh, <laughs> you see that right at the moment when you need it. So when you see the thing begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your head for your redemption draweth nine. Basically what, what it says in Joel, the, his coming is nine ahead. So then he said, draw at nine, which it means your redemption, mm-hmm. you know, redeem, redemption. Yeah. He's about to change us, brothers and sisters. And, and, and we need to be grateful with him. His love is agape. It's a love greater than any love. And we want to be loved by him. Nothing greater than his love in our life, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise to Yeshua. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um, uh, it's, it's not letting me continue to read more, but we, we know, hallelujah, that in these days that we're in, this is going to happen. Amen. Uh, the fall in Nephilim in New York City and trying to block the, the, the signal here, but, you know, we, we got victory in the Lord. Jesus defeated them on the cross. So the days of darkness and gloomy day, clouds and thick darkness, morning spread up upon the mountain, and great people and strong, they had not been ever like it, neither there should be any more after, even to the years of many generations. Amen. And he says, people. Amen. But then a fire devoured before them, behind them a flame that burned the land, as a, as a garden eating of them, behind them, desolated water, yea, nothing to escape them. Those are the Nephilim there. The appearance of them is the appearance of horses, are horsemen that they shall run. Like the noise of chariot on top of the mountain shall they leap. Like a noise of flame, fire devours the stubble, a, a strong people set in battle array. Before they face the people, be much pain, all faces shall gather blackness. Uh, you know, this blackness, Brother Tony, can also be from the volcano's ashes. Yeah. You know, because uh, I don't remember what country it was one time because it was all over the news. Mm-hmm. The ashes of the volcano was all over the city. And you can mm-hmm. see the people blackness on their face. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I believe this, this could be, but it also can be out of fear. Yeah, to be both, yeah. Now, Chemical weapon. Because yeah. there's going to be a lot of things going on, brother. Chemical weapon, nuclear weapon, mm-hmm. atomic bombs. Yeah. You know? If the food and the water is contaminated, it's like the same. Yeah. There can be so many things going on during this time, according to the prophet Joe. Okay. Amen. They, they shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. But you see... And here says like mighty men. But over here, 
It talks about a, a, a people, a, a great people. So here is a transformation of the church. Here. Because it comes right after the three days of darkness. Here is where, this is our time here. This is, this is when we get changed, we get transformed. The rest after later is the, the tribulation. But here, three days of darkness, gloomy darkness, we, this is the great people that God's talking about. Because God's only calling great head people. You know, I, I looked that up last, I was searching this in the Bible, you know, um, thank you, Joe. Okay, great people. And when you look for that reference, because I have the reference, I said, wait a minute, I need to reference this. I need to know what the, what the other prophet said about this. Let me see if I'm able to get it. And, and that what, you know, gave me a good understanding Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And then I can only find uh, 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 the Lord gave his people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, than the man was very great in the land of Egypt, sight of Pharaoh in the sight of the people. So his people, is, is God called great. Okay? Yeah. He's only calling his people great in greatness. Um. He doesn't call anybody else like he's calling his people, my brother and sister, because it's after he had chosen. See? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And that's what I was, um, hallelujah, looking into the Bible, whom is he referring specifically to, and whom does the Bible call great? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And great salvation. Let me see if I can get more. Because I got other one that, that see, it's not allowing me to seek more. But it, it showed me great people more as I was doing this. And that's when I marveled and said, wait a minute, it's calling his people great. See, there are more verses that will tell you that he's referring to his people, you know. Uh, but here to his people, okay. And then... A fire devoured before them, behind in a flame of the garden of Eden, behind in a desolated wooden yea, nothing shall escape them. And then the appearance of them appear horses, so they shall run like noises sharia. So there's a change here, because over here it's great people. But over here, then it tells you, he's like he's talking about something else. The land is of the garden behind them, the uh, desolated wilderness. He had nothing to escape them, fire their power before them. So, and the best thing to understand this is to even look at it into the different Bible. Because the King James here is not get, telling you or giving you, but if you read that in, 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 the, in the complete Jewish Bible, it will give you yeah. a, a more direct example. For some reason here, the translation doesn't give you that direct example. If it's talking about the same or it is, is it a different people? Somehow the internet now is not letting it happen. Thank you. I hope everyone can still hear us at home because it seems like the internet is not communicating. I'm going to have to play an audio, Brother Tony. Thank you, Lord, it's because it's not. Um, thank you, Jesus. 
Alright, we got the prophecy of sister. Praise you, God. For some reason, it's not the, the internet starting to um, have problem. Let me just play this audio. There's great suffering coming to this nation. Today morning, God's giving me a dream, a vision. In this vision, I was listening to President Trump. President Trump was telling this nation how this nation economy has fallen. He was asking the people to remain calm because as the economy has fallen, many people, my brother and sister, have, was asking and said, why? And that, they have become violently. God was telling me that the violence that have become in America a few months, my brother and sister, hallelujah, Floyd, I thought because of the murder of Floyd was the reason that these riots in America have began, but God was saying to me that this is the violence, this is the rioting, that he's been talking to us through his prophet that will come to this nation, my brother and sister, that will be a sign of the end. He was speaking to me this. And as I was listening and watching what he was showing me about this nation, the rioters that have begun on this nation, he was telling me that it will not end, that it was just the beginning, he says to me, but it will not end, that they will continue to increase in America. These riots, these violence will continue to increase. Then he shows me, I was watching President Trump speaking from the White House, telling the people that now that the economy has fallen, telling the people, asking the people to remain calm, and telling them that when he came into office, the economy was already pretty bad. And that what he did, he worked hard with many of his staff, with his staff that he had chosen to work for this nation, to keep the economy going, trying to restore the economy back again. But he was telling them that the economy is falling now. And he said, but I still believe if we work together, we can bring this economy back. He was telling the people. You can see the faces of the people listening to him, very angry and very disappointed. He had a, a self-faith in him, speaking from the White House to the nations about this economy that has fallen and that he did everything in his power and worked hard day after day to, keep this, to try to bring this economy back. But he, now there was nothing else he can do. But he said, but he learned there was nothing he can do because it failed. The stock market failed completely. My brother and sister, this economy falling is what God has been telling us. I heard a prophet a day before, yesterday I believe it was, this woman of God, who she was speaking about this revelation that God gave to her. As she was explaining her dream from God, I immediately understood in my spirit that what it meant was the falling of the economy, my brother and sister. And my spirit to me was very clear. The interpretation of a dream that she shared online was the falling of the economy. And so, but I, like I was saying to my wife, I would like to hear from God about it. My brother insisted, because he will talk to me about it, 
when he was when he wants to say something like this, and I would like to hear from him like a confirmation. And so God was speaking to me about it, and the Spirit He's taking me to show me these things. I don't know how many months from now, my brother and sister, I myself was trying to look at time and understand when, when, how close it is. Is at the end of the year? I'm trying to in the revelation to understand what we are, what month it is, what year it is. As a curious believer, like many of you that are listening will be asking in your mind, when do you see this, brother? Was it 2020, 21, 22, 23? When, would, when were you seeing this? I myself was trying to figure out, see if I can see a newspaper, see if I can see the days, but there was nothing there where I was looking up Donald Trump, a few feet away from me, maybe 50 feet away, I was sitting like in the middle of the crowd where the reporters sat with him from the White House as he was speaking. I was one of them sitting there listening to the speech of him to the nation. One of the most important speech he was giving the nation, Matthew and sister. Oh, Lord, help us. And I'm there trying to figure out what year is it, what month is it, is it this before the election? I was trying to figure out these things. But like in a lot of dreams and vision, someone said to me, look for a day, look for a newspaper. See if you see a day, a computer day or anything. No, I cannot, cannot. I was there with the reporter, and I didn't see no days. My brother and sister in this revelation but I knew in my spirit it's close. It's not far off. Not far off. Madeline system. But it's coming to the nation. Madeline system. It is coming. Then I said, so outside the nation. I was taken outside the nations. And it was like I, I got a quick view of the different state in this nation. People began to riot. Madeline system. Five of one another. People were violent, were violently angry of our government. So angry, some I can see in their mind that they were thinking, I can see in their face kind of what they were thinking. They felt like the government had failed them. And what do we care for now? That's what their attitude was, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. That was the, what they added to us. What do we care for now? So much hoping, uh, believing that the economy will be restored again, that we will pay our, they will pay even the national debt or, 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 or restore the economy back where we will be able to save our economy. All that hope now was gone, was gone. And everybody's thinking, how am I going to support my family? Riots began to break. My brother and sister, worse than anything I've seen. But because I've seen them in Dream and Revelation from years before, seeing it now, to me, was kind of normal. My brother and sister, I was not afraid. I was just seeing how bad things are going to turn very quickly. As God allowed me to seal this, 
my brother and sister, hallelujah, I myself was thinking, am I seeing what, if this is of God, and God let me know, yes, it is. But remembering him speaking to me at first, at the beginning of the revelation, how the riot we saw that beginning in this nation, he was saying to me, clear with an audible voice, was only the beginning. And I was thinking of Floyd, as God was speaking to me, how Floyd got killed by those police, my brother and sister, and how now black life matter is all over this nation, including all over the world, my brother and sister. But it was only the beginning. It's the elite agenda, my brothers and sisters, to rise the black people who have been told abuse in so many years because they were slaves unto all these nations. And they still, in the back of their mind, they still remember how their grand-grand-grandparents were slaves. And they feel like they've always been abused. And these elite have touched their feeling of so many years of pain that they have carried. My brother and sister, they're using the weakness to use them against the white, the world, even against themselves, my brother and sister. It is sad, but it's true, my brother and sister. As he was speaking to me, I was thinking about Floyd and how the riots began in Minnesota, my brother and sister, and how it's going around the country now, in Portland, in New York, my brother and sister, when Obama was in office, it was in North Carolina, black against black. People are ready to riot even greater. And the ones behind all this are the elites, those that want to see this nation and the world come to destruction, come to an end, my brother and sister. Those billionaires who don't care for you or not, that thinks that for us being alive, we are eating their food. Food, they believe, will not be enough with seven and a half billion people on the earth. They believe the food supply will not be enough. And that's why they have in their agenda, top of their agenda, depopulation, my brother and sister, depopulation. Obama has in his agenda planned for this nation when he was in office to... to Reduce the town and do not to allow the people to move to towns like from New York to small city upstate or another state, my brother and sister, and just to keep everyone secluded in, in this bigger state. Hallelujah. His Vice President Biden in his agenda going into office, wanting to go into office, it's still the same agenda. Reduce the town and keep people in the bigger city. Because they knew the coronavirus was coming. And there's another virus coming, my brother and sister. And I, I was telling my wife earlier, I got to say this on the Lord Tower, before the second virus comes, there's a worse virus that God has shown me that I saw at the beginning in New York City happening in New York City or entering to New York City like the coronavirus 
where I saw this woman dying almost instantly of this virus. I saw the police officer in New York telling people not to come close to her, not to touch her, that the CDC and FEMA have warned them about this virus, not knowing from where it come from, and that it might be another coronavirus that we're not aware of yet. And they wonder if it's another worse coronavirus, but this is a second pandem- pandemic coming, worse than the coronavirus, that will kill people almost right away. My brother and sister, if they don't have a vaccine for the first, an accurate vaccine that will stop the first, they are not going to have a second vaccine to stop the second virus. And I feel since God showed this to me, because I was there, my brother and sister, I need to warn people again and again on the low tower before the second pandemic comes, which is worse of the coronavirus. And I hope people will take these audio and put it on the Facebook, on the YouTube, or anywhere, and warn the people of the second virus because it's going to be worse. What did God expect people to do? Repent. Repent and come to him. Read the word and repent. My brother and sister, stop. Hallelujah. Go to going to the bar to sin. Stop doing performing abortion. Hallelujah. Killing those innocent babies, those innocent children, homosexuals and lesbians. They need to stop and repent and turn away from the wicked way. That's what God expects from each and one of us. Come to his son Jesus for help, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The second pandemic will come, my brother and sister. And then when it comes, I warn people of, of judgment. I'm, I was going out through the archive by the Lord's Hour today, and I downloaded many of the audios. This one audio where I told people back in 2013, my brother and sister, Barack Obama was in office already. And I remember when Chu Thomas was giving her warning about the IFID and all that, I was given warning that there was a speech Obama made, but by 2019, 2020, there will be a change on this nation. Changes will come, my brother and sister. And yes, yes, I said there will be changes 2019, 2020, and 2021. America, I said, will not be the same, my brother and sister. It will not be the same, I said to the people. Will not be the same. And beginning with 2019, hallelujah, the end, hallelujah. At 2018 and beginning with 2019, a sister wrote to me and said, Brother Elby, you've been saying that there will be a change. The judgment will begin in this nation and the world. Where is it, Brother Elby? Okay, because you say that God's been showing these things. God's been revealing these things to you. Where is it, Brother Elby? Where is it? And then she wrote to me again and said, Brother Elby, I told her sister, it's here. It's close. It's going to begin any day, any hour. I don't know when, but it's here. I tell you, it's close. It is close. The Lord let me know it is close. And then when the coronavirus began in China, she wrote to me back again. He said, Brother Elby, do you believe this is this? And I said, Sister, I believe it is. I believe this is the one that's going to change the world. 
but only God knows. I said to her, praise the Lord, I believe this is it. This is the one that's going to change the world. And it began, and they came to the United States, went around the world, my brother and sister, and it had not stopped. The second pandemic I saw began in New York City. It might be coming from another country. It's like a coronavirus, but it's going to kill people within minutes. Hallelujah. And even second, people are going to be dead on the floor, my brother and sister. I don't know what it is. I don't know what, 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 from where it's going to come, bats or pig or whatever, but it's going to kill people, my brother and sister, very quickly, very, very quickly, my brother and sister. Someone online had asked, I believe it was Alexa, that from where the coronavirus came from, and she, she said, that it was government-made play. Alexa said it was a government-made play. It's online. You can look it up and hear it. I, I heard it on YouTube, and I was stunned. Alexa said it, my brother and sister, a government-made play, just like that. She said it to someone that asked, my brother and sister. And the audio is online. You can look it up, which I have it right now so I can play it. The government-made play, play, my brother and sister. So... The second is coming. It is coming, my brother and sister. And what God is saying to us is we need to repent and trust him, get right with him. We need to get right with him. Okay? We need to trust him. We need to be under his protection. Only the Lord, as he has delivered us from the coronavirus, only the Lord can deliver us from the worst. The first coronavirus is like a warning of the worst to come. The second one that comes, my brother and sister, then by the time they take them to the hospital, they're dead already. They're dead on the way. By the time they take them to the hospital, they grab their body, they're dead. They're only taking that body to the hospital, my brother and sister. The ambulance will declare the person dead on sight, my brother and sister. This is very scary to the world and to the nation, but it's coming. It is coming. I don't know what day or hour or year it will begin, but it's about to come. And then when it does come, my brother and sister, I will keep people ahead of this. If the Lord says to me, it's close, I will tell you it's close. He showed me it's coming. Did not tell me when and did not tell me how soon it is. Because for the coronavirus last year, uh, 2019, he told me, my brother and sister, that it was close, it was close, it was close last year. It was close. That's why I was telling the sister, and I said, under the Lord's hour, it's close. I don't know when it is, but I believe it's close. And some people say, do you think it's going to start next year? It may start this year or next year, but it's close. That's how close I keep warning people. And when the Lord tells me how close this second one is, I'm going to warn people on the Lord's hour. When I tell you it's close, it may be, my brother and sister, a few months away, a month away. Two months away. In, in November of last year, November last year when the Lord was telling me that this was here, it's here, it's here, it's close, it's close, it's close, okay? And so when I tell the people here, it's close, you can be sure if it's a month away, two months away, or three months away when he tells me it's close, okay? 
It's clo- when he tells me it's closed. He has not told me for the second pandemic that is that is closed, closed. He's not telling me that. But when he does, when he gives me the warning, and I'm going to keep asking him to tell me as he dealt with the coronavirus so I can warn people. But again, I felt very strong to say this tonight, that people need to repent and seek the Lord. That a lot of people that need to hear this audio need to prepare and repent, my brother and sister, because it can come by September. It can come by December. It can come by the first of next year, my brother and sister. Things are happening quickly. What God reminded me this morning is that what he has said to us, this is the end. He reminded me how he had told us this is the end. He told me that the riot we saw in the m- months ago was the beginning, my brothers and sisters, of the end, that they're going to get worse, he said. They're going to get worse. Hallelujah. Get your emergency food supply ready for you and your family. You don't want the second pandemic to begin, and you're not, you're not having the emergency food supply. And I heard the Lord speaking to someone about this that many of his children are not listening to him. The Lord said to the sister in the dream or innovation, that many of his children are not getting ready, they're not prepared, and many are not repenting. Many are not repenting, and they're not getting ready with him, as he's been telling them through the prophet to get ready. Stock up on food supply. Stock up on food supply. This economy is going to fall. The second pandemic is coming. My brother and sister, if people are afraid of the coronavirus, imagine how much afraid I still feel like I'm not in fear in New York City when the second pandemic began. I saw the fear. Some people said, my God, a woman yelled with a really loud voice, my God, she said, how are we going to stop this? How are we going to escape this? Some men began to say, and women, they began to run for their lives. And the believers telling them, please, please calm down. Please calm down, the believers telling people. Okay? We will, we will fight this together. We will stay together. The fear was overwhelming on people's life when the second pandemic began, my brother and sister. Okay? You as a Christian, as a woman of God, as a man of God, I, I don't want you to run out of your house like crazy. I want you to go on your knees before your God. Get on your knees. Go into prayer before your God. Even sitting or laying down, however you have to pray, or will pray and cry out to him and ask him to deliver you, your children, your family. Okay? Ask him. Begin to repent like you haven't repented before. Hallelujah. And yes, there's a drought also coming. Sure Shortness of water, I've been hearing a lot. The big bank, like Bank of America, I heard online, are buying large quantity of water. My brother and sister, they know something about it's coming. There's problem with water. The, the, the sea water is contaminated. So are many lakes and rivers. And the water is going to be a problem, my brother and sister. I have not found an easy way to storage water. I got a big container, like 500 gallons uh, of water that it gets filled with the rain, okay? And I use it for my plant. I use it for the, for my animal, my chickens. But I have not found a, a, a way to storage drinking water. 
because I we did storage. Uh, uh, we bought a lot of bottles of water, like 30s and the 40s, and stock up a lot of it. And, and during the year, the, the, a lot of the bottles were empty. Uh, it got dried off. A lot of it were more than half, and some even completely empty as we kept it in, our, in the basement. And so keeping that water, store, stocking up water is a problem. So it might be something that we're going to have to stock up um, seasonal, like three months, four months, and then keep buying more in those months. But it's hard to suck up on water. And if someone has a better way that can share with us how we can stock up on water, we will listen and we we will try, my brother and sister, because that's been a problem to us over the years. Food, we can use it before it expires, my brother and sister. That's, you know, I have food even share life for five years. And some of the can that it had, they got moisture on them, and, and they rotted, they, they damaged, my brother and sister. So, hallelujah. And so we need to think about ways to do these things, my brother and sister, because when God is telling us to do so, we, need, we must be obedient. That's what Joseph told Egypt, told Pharaoh in Egypt, okay? God provided in the abundance for them to do so. And so when the famine came a seven year, God already had provided the seven year before. He didn't provide it during the famine. He provided during the abundance. For the famine, they needed to be ready, stuck up on it. A lot of people misunderstand when God speaks to them, Okay? Yes, God can do a miracle. Yes, God can, can get us water. Hallelujah. Like he did to, to, to the children of Israel. Hallelujah. He got them water out of the rock. Yes, he can do that. But are you walking in that level of faith? Praise the Lord. Have God given you the faith for you to pray in water to come out of the rock? Moses had the faith. My brother and sister, have you asking the Lord, Lord, give me the faith that when I pray, water will come out of the rock. Have the Lord say yes to you. When you pray, my daughter, I will give you water out of the rock. If you don't have the faith, okay, then you need to prepare. You need to ask. And we're asking for gifts. We're asking for God to give us the faith for many things. My brother and sister, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Very important. So we need to continue to tell people to repent and come to the Lord, humble themselves, my brothers, to turn away from the wicked ways and come to Jesus. Time is short. These judgments are going to begin. As the coronavirus came with no warning, so will the second pandemic come with no warning. Whether people are ready or not, they are going to come, my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Joseph, Jacob thought he saw he lost his, his, his son. But in God, when you trust God, even when you lose, you win. Genesis 47, Joseph came into Pharaoh and said, My father and my brethren and their flock and their earth, and all that they have have come out of the land of Canaan. And behold, they are in the land of Goshen. And he took some of his brethren, even five men, and presented them unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto his brethren, what is your occupation? And they say unto Pharaoh, Thy servants are shepherds, both we and also our father. 
Thank you, Lord. And they said, moreover, unto Pharaoh, to sojourn in the land we have, we have come, for thy servant had no pasture in the flock, and the famine is sore in the land of Canaan. So now, therefore, we pray thee, let thy servant dwell in the land of Goshen. And Pharaoh spoke unto Joseph, saying, Thy father and thy brethren have come unto thee, and the land of Egypt before thee. And the best of the land make thy father and thy brethren dwell, and the land of Goshen let, let them dwell. If thou knowest of any industrious men among them, then make them rule, rule, rulers over the cattle. Thank you, Lord. So even jobs Pharaoh offer, forgive them. And with the economy falling, my brother and sister, jobs will be a problem. But God can provide. Remember that the government economy will fall, but not exactly the companies, my brother and sister. Not exactly the companies. Company will, will continue to go forward, many of them. God can provide you a job. In some of those companies, your God can provide to you supernaturally also. You can pray for food. As Jesus prayed for food for 5,000 people, and God made food appear, appear before 5,000 people by the prayer of Jesus. Because Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is God. He has the faith to make this happen. And he taught his disciples and said, To them that believe all things are possible. That is you and I. Then what do we need? The faith. Believe every time he talked about believe, he talked about faith. My brother and sister. That is why when you begin to read, hallelujah, Luke's chapter seventeen, Luke was one of the disciples. He was right there with them. How does Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Jesus began to tell them, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And Luke 17, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Verse 6, if the Lord, and the Lord said, if ye, you, have faith as a grain, or oh, so little. I don't know how many of you have seen a grain of a mustard seed. Even the Bible says it's, it's a smaller seed of oil. Can you imagine how little a mustard seed is? It's a smaller seed of all. Okay? That means there's not another sea smaller than the mustard seed, my brother and sister. If ye have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you might say unto the second tree, be thou plung out by the root, and be thou planted in the seed, and it shall obey you. This time he says, a second my brother and sister, hallelujah, tree, and another, one other disciple said, that he said a mountain. In another occasion, they said a mountain. My brother and sister. Be either one or be whatever you fa- you're facing. If you have the faith as a side of the master seed and you speak to whatever it is, it will obey you. Now, do you have the seed as a side of the master seed? Because a lot of people say, Brother Elvie, I've been praying for 20 years, 30 years, 15 years, and God doesn't hear me. Nothing happens. Well, you're praying. Me, like me, praying over 15, 15 years for my family, and nothing happens. Not more than God saves. In one time, I'm talking with Jesus about this. 
the Lord comes to me that day. He nests to me. And I tell Jesus, I was praying for my family for over 15 years, and nothing had happened with them. What is going on? Remember that I'm coming to the greatest rabbi that had ever set foot on this earth. The rabbi that knows everything, my brother and sister. Okay? And he says to me, it's because you've been asking without faith. When he said this to me, it was like a punch from Mike Tyson in the ring, my brother insisted, because I felt dizzy a bit. It was like Mike Tyson punched me right between my eyes, right when Mike Tyson could knock any man down. What a shocking revelation I received from our Lord, our Rabbi, Jesus, the Son of God, that I've been praying for them, yes, but without faith, he says to me. To me, although it's a great news to know that I am praying without faith, thank you for letting me know, wow, this is so hard to take in. Fifteen years plus praying for my family. Without faith, the Lord revealed to me. He had just given me the news. And I was having like a, a moment. And some people say, I'm having a moment. Give me a second. I'm having a moment. This is hard to take in. This is hard to swallow. This is hard to receive. My brother and sister, but he's so patient. He's so loving. He is so caring. He revealed this to me. He spoke this to me. And I can hear in his voice as he was telling me this, that, oh, Neil, like when you're speaking to someone, and say, I got to tell you something that I know is going to be hard for you, but I got to tell you the truth. He said that the truth was set us free, right? Thank you, Lord. That I was praying for them without faith. But I said, if I was asking for the faith, if I will pray with faith and ask him for the faith, he will give it to me. My brother and sister, hallelujah. I began to ask him for the faith. And I said, Look, give me the faith to pray for my family where I will see my family or increase my faith. I will fast and pray, increase my faith where I will see my family come to you, Lord. Be saved. I remember, I think it was a week before, a few weeks before, I visited my family in New Jersey. We were speaking to my brother who went to law school in New Jersey. Very smart young man. Told me he was an atheist. That how can I believe in God? He said that God was not real. How do you face someone like this now? To me, it was heartbroken to hear this, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. To hear this from my brother, that he was an atheist, that he didn't believe in God. After Jesus later on told me a few weeks after, told me that I've been praying for my family without faith, and that if I will pray with faith, I will ask him. He will increase my faith, and I will pray with faith, he says, and I will see a change in my family. I began to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Asking him to increase my faith, and I look up the verses in the Bible. The disciple pray. Hallelujah. The apostle, I love it, not the not disciple. The, the, why, why not disciple? Why apostle? 
Disciple is when you begin to follow the Lord. Apostle is when you have received his teaching and you're supposed to be there. Imagine you're supposed to be there, but you're not. You're still full of doubt and unbelief. That was Peter and them. Still apostle, but now they're still full of doubt and unbelief. My brother and sister. Oh, but when they understood what Jesus had been telling them, that is the second or third parable, that they, they have the, the face of the side of the mustard seed, my brother and sister, everything will be possible for them. Thank you, Lord. They finally understood that they had no faith in their life, that if they have their, any faith, their faith will be so little, not even to the side of the mustard seed, my brother and sister. And that's a fact of many people today. And they get frustrated and they get mad at God. I'm praying, praying, praying for you. Nothing happened, Brother Elvie. Well, I'm giving you the answer from the Word of God. It happens to me. Listen. The Lord said, if ye have the faith of the grain of a mustard seed. In other words, if you're there, are you there? Do you have it? How he's given it to you? Are you still praying, praying, praying and nothing? Thank you, Lord. Verse 5, the apostles say unto the Lord, increase our faith. This was a, a joint effort, as we call it today. This is a joint effort of his apostles, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all of them. Lord, increase our faith, they say. They pray. Finally, they got it. That they don't have it. They're not, their faith is not on the side of the mustard seed. Because even if it will be that small, Jesus said, you will say to the mountain, be thrown into the sea, and it will bathe. Thank you, Lord. How much do we need to, and let me tell you, we can have faith on one thing, because we pray about that thing many times. We pray for that faith about that thing many times, but not for another thing. We need to ask the Lord to increase our faith, in the many areas of our life that we need it. My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. I, I believe for many years the church been people been telling in church to people, go pray, go home and pray. Go home pray and fast. Go home pray and fast. And as people for many years have been frustrated with God. They say, I pray, brother. Abby. Oh, I pray and I fast and nothing. Nothing, brother. Abby, nothing. Here's the answer to your prayer. Ask the Lord to increase your faith. Tell them to give you the faith that you need to pray for whatever it is that you're asking God. And when he gives you the faith, hallelujah, praise the Lord. There was a sister who wrote to me. I preached this many months ago. She heard me about it, never heard this before in her life. She's been a Christian for over 30 years. Never heard a teaching about asking for faith. Never, never, never but never seen any change in her family neither, praying for them always. When she heard me saying this, she said, I'm going to try that. I said, go ahead and try it. She said, I believe Brother Elvis was speaking to me. Because Brother Elvis, Brother Elvis said, go ahead and, and try it. I was saying in my kitchen as I was standing listening to him there, I'm going to try it. I'm going to fast. Okay? And she said, she began to do so. And I said, she began to ask the Lord, to increase the faith, that she needed the faith to pray for her family. As she, she said she felt it, 
It was something, it's something you can explain it. I'm going to share something with you. Thank you, Lord. That's going to help you understand. When he gives you the faith, this is what's going to happen to you. This is one of the signs you're going to find. Are you ready? Are you taking note? Please take note. If you have to take note, please take note. I'm giving you these verses. Write down Luke 17. Now, write, write down Hebrew 11. Hebrew 11, verse 1. This is what happened. This is what happened when he, he started increasing your faith. This is the sign that he's increasing your faith. Please write it down. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hebrew 11, 1. Now faith. This is in the now. This is when you have it. This is when he increases it in you. This is in the now. Now. Not tomorrow. Not yesterday. Today. When do you need it? Do you need it tomorrow? Do you need it yesterday? No. You need it today. You need it today. Today is when I need it. And I know today is when you need it. Listen to us. Now. Faith is the fasting of the things hoped for. When you have the faith and you pray for something or someone, there is a hope. Hallelujah. Amen, sister. There is a hope in that prayer that is very different than when you don't have it. Are you listening? Very different than when you don't have it. Hallelujah. The hope. There is a hope about things that you're asking God for, hope for. The evidence of the things not seen. You know that you know that you know. When you have the faith and you're praying for it, you know that you know that you know in faith, by faith, that you're asking God for that and you're doing it by faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And that knowing is an evidence. That knowing is an evidence. Okay? Knowledge is an evidence in faith. Are you listening? Knowledge of that is a hope. And knowledge of that by faith is an evidence that you have it when you ask for it. Thank you, Lord, when you have the faith. Another is the anointing. The anointing. The anointing will be there. When you ask, no thou in faith. There's no unbelief in faith. And John said, if your heart rebukes you, hello, someone, if your heart rebukes you, greater is God. I thank you, Lord. Please take note. Hallelujah. Please take note. It's very important because sister was telling me, beloved, I took note of what you were saying. Hallelujah. And when I began to do my fasting, when I begin, hallelujah, to ask for it, and she fasted, she began to ask for it, she said, something, I knew something was happening in me. When I began to ask for the faith, she says, it was not the same. And I know now that if, if I pray now, it's not the same. Because it's annoying, it's an evidence. That knowing is your evidence that it's there. Her children immediately began to change. My brother and sister, now, interestingly, reading the Bible and going to church, immediately was a change. She knew now that that evidence was being revealed to her, was shown to her on how they were being changed. And that is exactly what will happen to you 
when you begin to pray without faith for someone or something to happen, my brother and sister, praise the Lord, that everything will be there. And it will happen. It will come to pass. And you will see that God is faithful. That whatever he says in his word, thank you, Lord. I'm looking for the verse that, that if your heart rebukes you, greater is God. Amen. Because there is an evidence. This, there is a confirmation there in your spirit. The spirit gives witness to our spirit. My brother and sister Paul says to the Romans. Amen. So the, the, the matter is that God shows you or confirms to you, to your spirit, that it's a done deal. It is done. Okay? The Lord, one way I know is when the Lord says to me, it is done. If I'm asking him for someone or praying for something, and he tells me it is done. It's done. It's done, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. It is done. Nothing more important to the Lord than salvation. You're praying for someone to be saved to him. It's more important than you asking him for a new car or a better house or a better car. To God, salvation is more important. And you, you will learn how to read the Bible and study and walk by faith that to God there are things that are more important than you asking him for a new car or a newer house. And, of course, you will need a new car because if your car is already breaking down or is your heart that, or your house, the things in your house are already breaking down also, of course you're going to ask for a better one. But at least you already have a house or you already have a car. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You will you will find you will find what what's in God's heart. He will reveal it to you by faith. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So by it, the elder obtain a good report. How do you obtain a good report? Because if you're saying things that are not coming to pass, you're not going to obtain a good report, or are you? If you keep saying things that are not going to come to pass, you are not going to get a good report. You have to say things and, and have them come to pass before people's eyes, my brother sister. Thank you, Lord. Before people's eyes, they need to come to pass because you're saying they're going to come to pass. Thank you, Lord. So important. That's how you obtain a good report because it's by faith. You're speaking the word from God by faith. Or whatever it is you're telling people. Thank you, Lord. God, if they say you say someone is sick and you say you say, I'm here to pray for you, that God will will heal you. Imagine that. You come to the person's house, you say, I'm here to pray for you, that God will heal you, but I want you I want you to know that healing you to God is easy. God wants to save your soul first. And then you preach to them the Lord that receive the Lord. How do you are gonna obtain a good report? When God heals that person, when you pray for that person and God heals that person, and you leave the house when that person is already healed, I thank you, Lord. You are going to obtain a good report. The Bible says that by it, the elder obtain a good report. We're going to obtain a good report. When God brings to pass the healing, the miracle, the signs, the wonder, my brother and sister, thank you, Lord. We need to. We need to. As the bride of Christ, we need to obtain a good report. Verse 3, through faith, 
We understand that the world was framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made of the things, hallelujah, which do appear. Thank you, Lord. So it was not made by science, okay, or evolution. It was made by the word of God. And the word of God sustained everything that you and I see, not evolution. Evolution cannot be proven. But the, the scientist says, they talked about evolution, and there's a man that said to the science community, okay, I can prove to you my faith because the things that we believe are in evidence that we can see them. But, and, and as the word says, a baby, a child, is a seed of a woman, as it was said in the garden. And it's been this way for thousands of years. I can prove that to you. Go to the nursery in the hospital and see how many babies are being born daily. Hundreds and thousands of them. The evidence of the word of God is still there and it's been there for thousands of years. Can now you meet, can you prove to me now evolution that men came from monkey and it's always been this way and it's still happening. There's no evidence that right now or in the last 100 years, any man came from a monkey. There's no evidence in the last 100 years or in the last 1,000 years that a monkey speak like us, walk like us, dress like us, go to school like us, and that's what we do every day. There's no evidence of that. So evolution cannot be proven. But what we believe the Word of God that was spoken in the garden, which God created everything by the Word, can be proven today and any day, my brother and sister. God created men in his image, created from the rib, created the woman, and God said it be fruitful and multiply. And still today, thousands of years later, it's, they're still being fruitful and they're still multiplying. If you don't believe me, go to the nursery in the hospital and see baby being born every day. Go, my brother and sister. See how many babies are there. And see how it doesn't stop until God says stop. Babies are being born every day according to the word of God. It can be proven. Our faith can be proven, my brother and sister. That's the evidence. That's the good report of our faith. Through faith we understand that the word was framed. Yes, by the word of God. Verse 4. By faith Abel offered unto God more excellent sacrifice than Cain, for sure by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. And uh, because there was nobody else beside Adam and Eve to witness, which they were also witness of human, the mother and the father, that he, 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 he made a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. But also, they are witnesses in heaven, Hebrews 13. My brothers and sisters, there are witnesses in heaven, angels, and redeem and spirit and so much more, that saw Abel come to God with a more excellent sacrifice. My brothers and sisters, they are witnesses. And if when you go to heaven and you want to test whether the word of God is true or not, and you say, I want to see the angel that was Abel bring to God a more excellent sacrifice, they will tell you exactly where to go, 
what is the name of the angel, and you will meet the angel, and the angel will tell you, I am a witness that Abel brought to God a more excellent sacrifice. And you can ask Adam, also the Father in heaven, did Abel, your son, bring to God, according to the word of God, a more excellent sacrifice than Cain? And he will say to you, Amen. I saw it. And yes, he did. My brother and sister, the word of God is true. And it will be true for, through all generations. Hallelujah. And obtain witness that he was righteous. God testified of his gift. And by it, he being dead, yet speaking. Be, being dead, my brother and sister, being in heaven. Okay? Because anyone who has died in God is in heaven, who is of God. Okay? Abel is in heaven and still speak, hallelujah, of what he did. Hallelujah. He witnessed the people in heaven of what he did. You can go meet Abel. You can go stand and give him a hug. And ask Abel, hallelujah, of his sacrifice, of his righteousness, hallelujah, how, how God was a witness. God testified of his gift. Imagine following heaven and saying, my son Abel, hallelujah, hallelujah, is a righteous man. And what's on earth a righteous man? God testified of Abel, my brother and sister in heaven. And by it, being there, he just speaketh. Hallelujah. Heaven is real. Heaven is not a dream. Verse 5, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Now, the Bible says God is a spirit, my brother and sister. In regard to Enoch being changed also like God, that means that you could not see him, okay? Translated is it, changed. He would move from one place to another. But also, he became spiritual being by God made him this way, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. He did not see dead. He was taken to heaven. Did not see dead. It was not found. Enoch, where are you? Okay? That moment God took him. As a bride gets taken, says Paul, within a blink of an eye. Try blinking and see how fast that is. It's so fast. It's less than a second. Enoch was translated, was taken away in less than a second. He was not found. Where are you, Enoch? You were just here a second ago. Where can he go? He was gone. He was totally gone. Because God had translated him. This was the power of God at display. Boom, gone. For before his translation, he had the testimony. What a wonderful God this man Enoch was. Hallelujah. Oh, look how he pleases God. He goes to make sacrifice. He's always going to prayer. He's always seeking God and, and, you know, always talking about God all the time. Hallelujah. He pleased God. How do we please God? We have to walk by faith. He was all, all his life was about God. God did. God that. God will take care of us. God will protect us. God will deliver. God will supply. He'll give us our daily bread. It was all about God with Enoch. My brother and sister, such a faith in such a big generation, such a faith as men are. He pleased God. Such a faith that he pleased God. 
my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Enoch pleased God because he walked by faith. Hebrews 11 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Hallelujah. Remind me, you, you, you're, you're talking about God, but you're doubting and full of unbelief. Got to repent that garbage. Repent, pry down and believe every day before your Lord, before your God. Remember that we're here to please him. Why do he want us to walk in faith? Because he made us to please him. My brother and sister, he's our God, he's our maker, he's our creator, my brother and sister. He made us to please him. If we're not walking by faith, how are we going to please him? If we're not making him first in our lives, if we're not confessing him every day, how are we going to please him? When our life is not about him, it's about the world and the system and so much other things. No, our life has to be about God, it has to be about him. And when a life like Enoch is about him, we please him. When we talk like Enoch, when we walk like Enoch, God will take care of us. God will protect us. God will heal us. God will provide. Hallelujah. God, God, God. It's all about God. We please God. Hallelujah. What a awesome God we serve. For he that cometh to God must believe. Every time God gives us a must in the word, it's a commandment. Commandment. He's commanding us to believe. Hallelujah. He's not asking us. Oh, can you please believe? You believe. When Jesus, when, when that man brought his son to his disciple to rebuke the demon that would throw him in the fire and out of the fire, Jesus turned around to his disciple and rebuked their little faith. He rebuked them. And that rebuke is like, no, have a nice day. What, you having a hard time? What's going on? No. He would stop that. Believe. Firm. Hallelujah. Stop that. Hallelujah. was a rebuke. You got to stop that nonsense. You got to believe my word. The word of my father is true. My, my word will not return back void, but it will do what I said it will do. He rebuked their unbelief. Stop that nonsense. Stop that garbage from the pit of hell, from the heart of Satan. Don't let that be in you. If it is in you, you got to repent. you got to confess that of you. Don't allow that into your mind. Don't allow that into your heart. Don't work like that. Because it will not please God. It was a rebuke. Like when your father, when you did something wrong, when you, when you went out with that boy that your father told you not to see no more, not today, but you like him so much and you went here and and you did what you're not supposed to do with that boy. And now you come home to your father late, early in the morning, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Back then, as I remember, you used to get whipped by your, by your parents. Disciplined, hard, rebuked by your parents. Why do you do that, my daughter? How, how did we taught you well than, better than that? And you'll be like, sorry, mommy, sorry, daddy. I'm so sorry. No. We don't tolerate it. You don't do that again. We haven't raised you this way. We have been bringing you to church since you were little. You as a parent, you will not smile at that. You will not be fine with that. You've got to rebuke your child when they do something like that. They stay under the curfew, 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, whatever time it is. You need to be firm about that. And so my brothers and sisters, 
Jesus will turn around and rebuke his disciples. Every time when it has to do with unbelief, thou and unbelief, he would turn around and rebuke them. And the church is, no, we cannot talk to people like that. No, they will be offended. They will not tithe. They will not come again to the church, you know. They, 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 you know, they'll grudge against us. It's just, that's not the way to speak to people. Well, not Jesus. Not Jesus. When they thought the word was too hard for them, do you want to follow them also, he says? You want to leave when they said the word was too hard? And then Father opened the eyes to Peter. Who will we go? Who will have a word of eternal life? My brother and sister, no. He rebuked them. Every time when they have to do with thou and unbelief, he rebuked them hard, my brother and sister, because you cannot go easy about thou and unbelief. You yourself as a believer, don't go easy on yourself with thou and unbelief. When the, thoughts, when the devil throws a thought into your mind of thou, in unbelief, come against it like you're coming against the devil. You lead me, you go, you have no right to be at me. Go in the name of the Lord, I rebuke you, say, go in Jesus' name. Take authority. Hallelujah. Don't allow any unbelieving thoughts into your mind, into your heart, into your life. You rebuke that garbage from the pit of hell. The demon loves to throw that into people's minds. They have been going around like the children of Israel. It should have taken them only a few weeks to make into the promised land. It took them 40 years full of doubt and unbelief. They were wondering, is he going to accomplish? Well, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Is he going to? No, maybe. Is he going to feed us? I don't know. Who knows? We better not going back to Egypt. You know, we used to eat onions in Egypt, you know, and they were doubting Thomas, doubting Thomas, doubting Thomas, going around. For 40 years. You will do the same in your life as a believer. You will go around your life for 40, 50 years. Hallelujah. And nothing has promised in your life lest you believe. That's why you cannot take it easy. Because if you if you walk in doubt and unbelief, you are wasting time of your life that you will never get back. Doubt and unbelief will steal years from your life. I am telling you this right now. My brother and sister, imagine people confessing after 40 years being a Christian that God never hears their prayer and God never answers them, walking in doubt and unbelief. My brother and sister, they wasted 40 years of their lives, 40 years. Instead of saying, no, God, I believe you. Lord, help my unbelief. Increase my faith. Lord, I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. Lord, increase my faith in, in this area of my life, Lord. I want you to save my children, Lord, please. Give me the faith, Lord, to see them being changed, being transformed by the power of God in Jesus' name. And you begin to ask for the faith of whatever it is you're asking God for. You ask for the faith. You say, God, I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast until you give me the faith because I don't want to pray without faith because without faith it is impossible to please him. Your word says, Lord. You do like that. And God see your seriousness. When God see your seriousness, are you claiming his promise? Oh, Lord. Praise you, God. You're pleasing. God said, there's a child who I'm going to change, who I'm going to bless. Praise you, Lord. God will bless you. God will bless you when you come to him in seriousness. Hallelujah. He will not have you going around 40 years like the children of Israel, murmuring, complaining. We're full of doubt and unbelief. He will not have you do that. No, 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 no. He's not like that. He's not like that. You've got to meet the Lord. He's not like that. 
He is loving. He is caring. He is there for us, my brother and sister. Praise you, Lord. Sometimes when I bend down, and, and he knows already, and I talk to him on what I'm going through, he has come to me to minister to me. Praise the Lord. He let me know, hallelujah, that he is with me. And what he promised me, I will receive. And he'll come for me and he'll let me know. Praise the Lord. Because when you are asking something by faith, and he has already, already yes, he says to me, I remember a few months ago, why you asked me, my son? It already been answered, he says to me. Hallelujah, you're going to receive it any day now, he says. Already been answered by God, he says. And you're going to receive it. Just wait a little longer, he says. Praise the Lord. Praise Yeshua. He's faithful. When you ask him by faith, it's already been answered. When Daniel asked, it was already was answered. But we have these bad demons of the year trying to stop, hold back, then lay back those demons, those angels, I'm sorry, that are coming with your prayer requests. Like Daniel, my brother and sister. But greater is he that is in us. Pray. You continue to pray. You don't give up. No matter, like the Lord showed me, he took me to this valley, this place, where I saw endless home, car, motorcycle, RV, minivan, van, all kinds of things that people have prayed for, that they've given up and the devil has stolen it from them. I was stunned. I was, I was like, more surprised than anything else. What? The devil has stolen all this from God's people? John 10.10, 10, the thief come to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. The devil has stolen so much from God's people over the years. Imagine people's frustration. Those that stop praying and seeking God because they, they've given up and never received them. If you give up, you're not going to receive. Of course, because you've given up on God. You say, God doesn't answer me. God you know, when God already answered you, you just given up. You did not persevere. Him that persevered to the end shall be saved. I saw them. I saw the RB. I saw the car. I saw the. Tr I saw everything that the devil stole from people. Things even like a watch. Things that people need that people pray for. My brother and sister, you may have not the money to purchase those things. But you ask the Lord, and God said yes. And, but then you've given up on God. Oh, God doesn't hear me. Forget about that. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about nothing. May the Lord rebuke forgetting about it. Hallelujah. He showed me. Hallelujah. I was asking him, show me. The Lord showed me. He took me in the spirit of fear. Everything the devil has stolen from the church over the years that the church been asking and praying for. And I was shocked. The things God can show us are incredible. Madeline's system. He's showing. Because people have given up on prayer. People stop praying. Stop asking. How many people are backsliding, blaming God for all those years they pray and they never receive anything? Because they've given up. Madeline insisted. Maybe ask the Lord to increase our faith. Neither. Thank you, Lord. Few are walking with God by faith. A lot of people that go to church, I heard preacher from the pulpit on television, on YouTube. Well, I'm not sure about this. Maybe, you know, who knows? 
Who knows? Excuse me? You're going to preach from the pulpit unbelief in my life? May the Lord rebuke that unbelief? No, I'm not going to receive that message of that one unbelief. You're going to preach to our congregation, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Excuse me? No, you're not going to preach me. That garbage of that one unbelief. I'm not going to receive that. We walk by faith, not by sight, the Bible says. Praise you, Lord. By faith, by faith we walk, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. I was remembering today with my wife, Brother Larry. We were in New Hampshire of this church service. And the minister had someone, asked someone to pray. And the someone that asked to pray was one of the leaders, started praying to Mary. Brother Larry said, I'm not. He got up and said, I'm not. Brother Larry, stand with me. I'm not going to stand for this garbage. Hallelujah. We don't pray to no man and no idol. We only pray to the living God, he said. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. To the living God. We worship God. We serve God. Our God is real. Our Father who is in heaven. Praise the Lord who we serve. We don't pray to Mary. We don't pray to no idol. We pray to God. We repent to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I rebuke that false teaching from whatever I came. My brothers and sisters, the minister turned red, and the whole congregation were looking to Brother Larry and I. Praise the Lord. And I said, yes, true. Confirm what Brother Larry was saying to the people. And we walked away, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And God was pleased. But God spoke to Brother Larry and said he was very pleased for what we did. Praise the Lord. We need to stand for truth. When something is not a God, we don't receive it. You don't stand there for that one and believe. Someone from your church, your leader, your pastor, teaching you after you give your tithes and offering, that one and believe, and you're saying amen. You're saying amen to that one and believe. Who are you serving, your pastor or Jesus? Because your Lord says that we walk by faith, not by sight. And, and your leader is telling you that it's by sight. May the Lord rebuke him. No, you don't stand there. You don't sit there and say amen to that garbage. You don't receive that garbage into your spirit, into your life. It's going to affect you. That's what the devil will use against people, against Christians, when they go up there. They're not sure about anything of the word of God. They doubt the word, whether it's the word of God or the word of man, they say, because they're not walking by faith. They're walking by sight, my brothers and sisters. Look at people in this, in this economy. Instead of trusting God during this coronavirus, that God will provide, that God, hallelujah, will provide our need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. They're setting back depending on the government to save them. When is that check coming? When is it coming? I don't know what I'm going to do. And they're pulling their hair, all nervous, eating their nails, all nervous and scared. You get on your knees and you pray to God and repent your doubt and unbelief in your sin. Your God, your Father from heaven will hear you and will help you and provide to you. Depend on God to provide to you. My brother and sister, stop depending on men. No, my brother, no, my sister, we depend on God. We depend on the Lord. Hallelujah. The one who made the heaven and the earth made us, formed us in the womb of our mother. Would, would he be forming us in the womb of our mother to let us perish? No, not such a thing. He did so to also to take care of us in the way we should go, in the way of God, my brother and sister. He loves us. He gave his life for us on the cross. 
Now he's going to let us die? No, he's not. My brother and sister, he is with us all the days of our life. He'll take care of us. Let's trust him. Let's seek him. Let's depend on him. And if he uses the government to send us a check, amen. If he doesn't, amen too. Praise the Lord. But he will provide. My brother and sister, he will take care of us. Let's walk by faith and not by sight, as the Bible says. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. For he that cometh to God, my believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Verse 7, by faith Noah, being warned by God of things not yet seen, move with fear, prepare an ark for the saving of his house, which he commanded the world, until he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. When you believe God, you will inherit righteousness. Hallelujah. You are going to inherit righteousness when you believe God. The righteousness of Jesus will be in your life. And he will help you every day to walk with God, to serve God, to please God. Hallelujah. When you seek him by faith, when you seek to serve him by faith, hallelujah. As Jesus said to me, when I saw that, that river in heaven open, that lake of the water open, my brother and sister, was a river. When I saw it open, and I saw the saints beginning to walk, and they were teaching other new saints that were coming to heaven. Hallelujah, how they walk by faith. Because I guess on earth in the year they walked down here, they didn't fully walk by faith. But because we're saved by grace, they were in heaven now. And I saw that those that have faith, oh, beautiful thing, the river of the water will open like the river Jordan opened for Elijah. Marvel insisted. And open for Joshua too and the men and the people when they walked to the Jordan. The water opened also, my brother insisted. Hallelujah. It was nothing new that Elisha did. It was the word of God, not the word of man. Praise the Lord. And I saw this happen. And Jesus was next to me on my right. And he began to talk to me. And said, This can be done on earth also, he says. My brother and sister, my people can walk by faith also on the earth. Hallelujah. So I saw the water open in heaven. Hallelujah. He says it can be done on earth also. Hallelujah. That we his people can also do the same on earth by faith. Thank you, Lord. It can be done, he says. Praise the Lord. He can do it. He can do it because with God all things are possible. Praise the Lord. And he says, go, my son, walk. I was a little nervous, but trusting in him. And I began to walk by faith. I remember the word, walk by faith, not by sight. It was, it's in, it's that word is ingrained in me. Grasped it in my heart, in my mind, in my life, my soul, body, and spirit. That word is grafted in me. Thank you, Lord. By faith, not by sight. That without it, I will please Father. Thank you, Lord. How, how do I know it's engrafted in me? Because in many times praying with the Lord, he rebuked me. How do I know Jesus rebuked his disciples very harsh? Because he did it to me. That's how I know. There were times I was asking him for something after he taught me, teach me, began to teach me. Hallelujah for my faith to be increased. And I will be doubting. I will be looking at things. And when I was doubting, he will rebuke me harsh. If, if I were to have a recorder, if, if it would allow me to, 
and play you how he rebuked me. He said, brother, that was too hard. Why? Why did he rebuke you so hard, brother Elvis? The Lord don't play with that on unbelief. He don't take that lightly when it's in our heart or in our, in our mind. And you should neither take it lightly. No, don't take it lightly. Don't take, oh, it's okay. No, I'm only human, man. The Lord rebuked that. No. No, no, no. Should not be in you. When God made you, he didn't put that in there. That's been put in there by the devil, by the system that we live in today, my brother and sister. Not by God. No, no, no. That's an outside object coming into your life. A lie and a deceit from the pit of hell. And he will rebuke me. And I say, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. I will say, Lord. I'm so sorry, Lord. I repent my pride down and believe, Lord. I'm so sorry, Jesus. Please forgive me, Lord. Please forgive me for allowing this stuff coming to my mind. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. He will let me know. There was time I heard him say, I forgive you, my son. I forgive you. I repented to him. I forgive you, Jesus. I forgive you, my son. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I will repent to him. Praise the Lord. And then, hallelujah, Lord, increase my faith. Empower my faith, Jesus. Empower my faith, then I will be praying for people. And then the good report will come. Is a healing, miracle, salvation, deliverance coming. Praise the Lord. In people's lives, in people contacting, testifying. When they ask me for pray for this, pray for that. Deliverance, salvation, miracle. Hallelujah. People in the hospital, in an emergency dying, family contacting me. I remember this family. Our sons is dying right now in an emergency. He has a machine connect. Doctor said he, he he may have a few days or maybe less. When you pray with us for our son to be healed, what's going on? They will tell me, and we will pray. And right there, the power of God will come and heal that child and will say, "Say, Mom, I want to go home," and he will be healed. Doctor will find nothing wrong with him no more. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord can heal the sick, can save the lost, can deliver. Those that are bound and shamed by the devil, by the demon. My brother and sister, believe in Jesus is the best thing I ever done in my life. And I want the best for you also. I don't want to see people walking with down unbelief, always questioning whether God is going to answer. They'll give God a day. Let it happen. If it doesn't happen for the end of the year, I walk away. May the Lord rebuke those thoughts that are not supposed to be in you. Say, I will wait on the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. And do not lean on your own understanding. The Bible says, your understanding is in a year or two. You say, no, let the will of God be done in your life and not your own. Do not lean on your own understanding. At your grammar school, high school, college understanding. No, lean on the word of God. Lean on Jesus. He will take care of you, deliver you, and protect you. In his name, praise the Lord. Trust him with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. This morning I had a wonderful time with the Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. And he confirmed what I asked him. And he, as he was talking to me, the anointing and presence of him was so awesome. And I was in such a peace listening to him. Praise the Lord in his presence. Hallelujah. Nothing better to be in his presence, being there for hours. This morning in his presence felt so such a peace. Worry went away immediately. When I'm in his presence, any concern, any worry in me goes away immediately. I'm in total peace. I'm in total joy in his presence. Thank you, Lord. Anything else from this world dissipates immediately. I thank you, Lord. He's an awesome God. 
Verse 8, by faith, Abraham, the father of faith, he was called to go on to a place which he should later receive for an inheritance. He was called to go to a place which he later will receive as an inheritance. Okay? God makes the promise. Now Abraham needed to wait later. Until when? If you're walking with that unbelief, say, when? Give me the year. Give me the month. No, 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 no. You wait upon the Lord. That's how it is. Abraham, he will call to go unto a place which he shall later receive for an inheritance. Obey. What is God calling us to do? Obey. Be obedient. Be obedient. It's not your will. His will be done. Be obedient. My brother and sister, we need to be obedient. We are so disobedient many times. So disobedient many times. And if we know, let's repent sincerely from our heart and ask the Lord to change us, to cleanse this garbage from our lives, my brother and sister, and be obedient. God told Adam and Eve not to eat from the fruit, hallelujah, that will kill them. Life and death was there. The fruit of life and the fruit of death. They went for the fruit of death, my brother and sister. That's disobedience. If they would have gone for the fruit of light, life, that would have been obedient. But they have to ask anyways. Ask and that shall receive. That's how it is with Messiah. you got to ask. you got to say, Lord, Father, can we eat from the fruit of life? We know you told us not to eat from the fruit that is in the middle of the garden. But can we please eat from the fruit of life? No, we'll stay away from the fruit of death. But can you please give us the fruit of eternal life in your name, Father? The word said that your, your, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, my brother and sister. They would have been fully protected from Satan by eating from the fruit of life. My brother and sister, all they had to do was ask, Father, I know you told us not to eat from the fruit that is in the middle of the garden, but can we eat from the fruit of life? And sure, Father said, yes, you may. My son is life. You can eat from him. It's the fruit he'll provide you. And they would have eternal life. They would have never tasted death, ever. The devil could have never come to the garden no more. That would have been his last time if they would have rejected the devil's offer. They didn't even have to hear what the devil has to say. You know? Oh, no, I want to know. I want to start at the deep of Satan. No. You don't need to hear what the devil has to say. The devil got his own Bible. So I wonder what's in there. You don't need to hear what the devil has to say. Because you will fall in disobedience to God. My brother and sister, stay away from all that false teaching. And I ask the Lord to lead you, that you will learn of him. My brother and sister, he'll teach us. He'll guide us. Praise your Lord. In the way we should go. The, the only reason why we get in so much, so much trouble is because we need to be asking the Lord, should I go there? Will you, be, will you go with me? I say, you're well for me to go there. And he'll tell you whether you can go or not. We need to be obedient like Abraham. Obey, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. That made no sense to all his neighbor and his family. Where are you going, Abraham? 
well, I don't go, but God is telling me to go, and I'm, I'm out of here, yo. I'm out of here. God's telling, me, God's telling me to go, and I already told Sarah and all my servant, let's go. They're getting everything ready. But Abraham, that made no sense. Where are you going, south, north? I don't know. I'm just going. God told me to go. I need to be obedient. It was obedient. God is leading you. God is got you. Be obedient. Go where he tells you to go. And not necessarily he needs to tell you where. Not where. I, the pastor from Africa, remember, awesome pastor, man of God, God told him that he was going to send him to preach to the nation. And one day, look how God tests the faith of his servant. One day God says to him, pack your bag and go to the airport. And from there, I will tell you where you're going. My brother and sister, he said goodbye to his congregation, to his wife, his children. Daddy, where you're going? I don't know, but God is telling me to go. So I'm going. He goes to the airport there. He had his back, and he's praying. God, you haven't told me where to go. I have no money to buy a ticket to go anywhere. I have my passport. You told me to go. But God, where? And there was this man from America, from Texas, came up to him and said, Men of God, where are you going? And he said, I don't know where God wants me to go, but he told me to come here. I was just there, and God spoke to me and told me to buy you a ticket that you're going to America, you're going to Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm buying you a ticket there. And he says to when you get there, call this person that you know from there who will bring you to the church for you to bring a message to them. God says, and from there he will open you other, another, more doors, the places where you're going to go and preach. And the man says, come with me. And he went to his credit card, bought him the ticket to go to Boston, my little insisted, where everything included, and went and sent him away. And here, here's a donation for your ministry and go. He was just thanking God. He gave him a hug. He said, thank you, brother, for being obedient to God. And he shared when he came, that's when he came, and I met him. He stayed in my house also. Praise the Lord. I said, we, I said he was preaching in our church, had a powerful message, delivered a powerful message from God. My brother and sister, praise the Lord. God led me to buy a ring that had an eagle, travel, which meant travel, an eagle. Hallelujah. And in the service, God let me know that I should give it to him, my brother and sister. God already has given him a dream, a vision, with someone to the place he was going to go, handing him over a ring that had an eagle on me, my brother and sister. And I have saved to buy the gold ring, I remember. But I didn't know why. And God let me know. God told me to give him the ring. And when I gave him the ring, he was crying. He said, that's exactly what God showed me back in Africa. Praise the Lord. And I said, where you're staying, I have no place to stay. Stay in my house. I used to know, stay in my house. Spoke to my wife, stay in our house in Massachusetts. But God, my brother and sister, took care of him and opened him many doors, my brother and sister. But he obeyed God when God told him, go. Imagine grabbing a bag and going to the airport, not knowing where you're going. Because God told you, go to the airport. 
there I will have someone take care of you, the ticket where you're going to go. And he just obeyed God. And God did exactly as he told him. Praise the Lord. And we invite him a second time even also. Verse 9. By faith he yearned, and the land promised as a strange country. Dwell in a tabernacle with Isaac and Jacob, the heir with him of the same promise. Notice how we can be an heir of the same promise. Anything God promised to anyone in the Bible, you can inherit the same thing by faith, my brother and sister. But you have to believe God. You have to believe it. My wife and I, for some reason, we could have no children. Over a 10-year marriage, could not have any children. We, we, she went to her doctor. I went to my doctor to check us to see what was the reason. And it's that we could not have children, my brother and sister. And I began to fast and pray and ask the Lord to give our children. And when Jesus spoke to me in heaven, death I say by next year, you will have a child. To whom did God say this in the Bible? To Abraham, I made Abraham promise from God, mine, my brother and sister. I made the same promise that Jesus told Abraham, by the next year I come to you, you're going to have a child. I made that my promise. And I said, and I was preaching one time, and I said it, I don't have a child yet, but I made the promise of Abraham mine, my brother and sister. And when the Lord says, by next year, then later, you're going to have a child. I told my wife, and I said, you sure? Yes. By next year, God says, we're going to have a child. And it was exactly how, God, how the Lord told me. My son Levi, being the older, he's, he's 11, going to 12 now. My brother insisted. Exactly as God promised. And God one day, I'm in the living room, I share with people, and this is in those years that God told me to stay home, fast, and pray, and seek Him, where Jesus was coming to me, teaching me. Hallelujah. And that day, I could not have seen Father yet, but the Lord was purifying my heart. Jesus told me, stay home, when I asked Him to purify my heart, He said, because it will be very painful for you. Stay home, and I will give you the strength. Hallelujah. I will come for you. I said, yes, Lord. And the Lord kept coming to me, praying and fasting. He kept coming to me. When after the Lord promised I have in the child that next year, we had Levi in the hospital. Praise the Lord. I went to get my wife and my child, brought him home. Thank you, Lord. His mercy is so awesome. I was wondering what name we should we give him. And God took me within a second to heaven that day, sitting in the living room. The rapture will be similar. No matter where you are sitting, standing, in the blink of an eye, you'll be in heaven. Boom, took me to heaven. I could not see God, but I can hear him. I was up in his presence. And I knew there were angels and other things there. I knew that. I could not see them. And my father says to me, thou shalt name him. Levi, he says. But he, is, he didn't say Levi as we say in English. He says Levi. Levi. Because that's, that's how you would say it in Hebrew. Levi. Not Levi. 
We say Levi in English. No, it's Levi in English, in Hebrew, how we would say it. My brother and sister. That's why some rabbi I say, you speak Hebrew very well. You say how it should be pronounced. Levi. God says to me. So when I came back to my wife, God says, Levi is his name. Are you sure? Yes. He says, Levi. Praise the Lord. It's been Levi until now. Praise to God. He, when he was in the, in the, in the, in the valley of my, my wife, five, six months, when we go to church and we would do worship, he, he would move in the worship in the valley. You can see him moving. He always loved worship, always loved worship. When he was about, when he just began to walk, he was walking around the house. One day, we play worship. I was doing worship in the house. And we were worshiping God. He came and kneeled, kneeled himself on the floor, or kneeled himself on the floor and raised his hand. And he says, he says, he, he, he was not speaking yet. He says, Father, but not to me. God, he called Godfather and began to worship him. I'm looking at my wife. I said, look, he's worshiping God. He just says, Father to God. He had not even said Father to me yet. He says, Father to God. I had that experience. I said, that, that's, I never seen anything like this. Praise the Lord. I see many angels in heaven. But the experience of seeing my son saying, Father, that was new to me, my brother and sister. That was more awesome than seeing mighty army in heaven. Hallelujah. Seeing my son worshiping Father. To me, that was so incredible. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. He can make anything possible. Praise to God. Because Jesus told me, He is mine, and you will have them temporarily, He says. Talking about my kid, He said, they're His. Because the Bible says in Proverbs that our children are our gift from God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And so our children are really of God. They're really his children because he is the one that is father. Okay? We're like him, but he is father. Every children in heaven, they know there's only one father. Like he said, there's only one, one, one Lord. One Lord. Okay, one rabbi. One God. One creator. One savior. One counselor. It's only one. It's only one. And it's our Father who is in heaven. Hallelujah, his name. His kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We only have but one Father, my brother and sister. One Savior, one Creator. And it's him. It is him. Thank you, Lord. So everything down here is. That's why when he said, thou shalt not kill you and I are not allowed to kill anyone. Why? Because every single human being, he created it. They're his. And if someone hurt one of them, ooh, they will have to answer him, who is the father of all, the creator of all, my brother and sister. So that's why the Lord said, thou shalt not kill. Okay? Thou shalt not murder. Because why? He created everyone. We should love everyone. And if someone comes against you, Persecution, you say, pray for them. Pray for them that persecute you. But you have no right to kill anyone down here. Remember that, because everyone belongs to God, my brother and sister. Verse 10, for he looked for a city which has foundation, 
who is builder, a maker, a God. See? He's even the builder of the city that we're going to have in Jerusalem. My brother and sister, that beautiful golden city. He is the maker, the builder. Our God is. Praise your Lord. And in that new earth, after the millennium, my brother and sister, I call the, the millennium the rebuild earth. And I call the new earth afterward the millennium because the Jerusalem comes to the new earth. And this earth will go through the fire, just like we knew again, or recycle, more modern word, and then we come back to it again, my brother and sister. But later when Satan and they get released, fire come from heaven and consume them, my brother and sister. Then we got to pass through the fire, pass through the fire as the Lord showed me, because the apostle Paul says to the church that everything has to go through the fire. Everything has to be tested through the fire. Very important to know. Thank you, Lord. So after the millennium, we all, all who are left for Christ need to be tested through the fire of Christ. We need to go through the fire of God. And whatever's left is Paul, the rest get consumed. Whatever's not a God in your life gets consumed. The only things that will go through are the things of God that are in your life. The pure thing, the holy thing, the righteous things of Christ in you are the things that will remain in you forever. His kingdom will remain forever, Daniel said. Daniel 12. Remember that. So everything that is of him will remain, remain forever. Everything that is of this world, that is the things we like or the things we I would like to have and have that is not of God, will be burned, consumed by the fire. And only the things that God will go through. Praise you, Lord. And after that, he begins that eternity. The new Jerusalem comes down from heaven, my brother and sister. And there, God will be our God. The Lord will be the light of the city. And there, my brother and sister, in that new earth, people can get married and have children. Because in heaven, they, no one can do that. You cannot have children in heaven, but in the new earth, you will be married if you, if you want. Or have children, but if you don't want to be married and just want to be in heaven with God, that's fine. That is fine. That's between you and God. Thank you, Lord. Verse 11. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seeds and was delivered a child who she was past of age because she judged him faithful who, who had promised. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. She said, he is faithful. Sarah said that God is faithful. Hallelujah. Faithful is him that said upon the throne. What do you say about God? Because if you believe he is faithful, you are going to experience his faithfulness. If you say God is your provider, you are going to experience his provision in your life. If you say that God is power who delivers anyone, you will experience his power in your life to deliver you. What do you say? What do you say about God? What do you believe about him? Because whatever you say and you believe about God, you are going to experience. Hallelujah. You're going to experience in your own life. You're going to experience his mighty power in your life if you believe so. Thank you, Lord. Virtual. Therefore, there sprang even from one, and him as good as dead, as many as the star of the sky and multitude. And innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Yes, so many have been have come out, and we are part of that. We came out of that promise. The church did. 
came out of a promise, my brother and sister. And the last day was serving God because we believe God has stayed the same promise. And so now we're part of it. Verse 13, these all die in faith. Okay? These all die in faith. Now having received the promise by, hallelujah, having seen them far off, were persuaded by them, embraced them, and confessed that they were stranger and pilgrim on the earth. I love that pilgrim experience that that man had. Many years ago, those movies, they made pilgrim. Hallelujah. Because they're so powerful. Watching it the other night in cartoons with my children, pilgrim progress. Watch it with your children, the pilgrim progress. They have the male and female, both pilgrim progress. Version 1 and version 2, you should watch them. They're very encouraging, the things he goes through to get to the celestial city. He, that man received that revelation in prison. My brother and sister wrote it down. Hallelujah. In that Pilgrim's uh, Progress movie or books has been sold almost as the Bible. Only the Bible has been sold more. But it's been a blessing to so many people, my brother and sister. To my life, it's been a blessing. I have watched it. And I'll keep watching it. The different versions, they are a blessing. I tell you. Thank you, Lord. What an experience of how to get to the celestial city. Notice how the enemy always sends someone against him. Okay? Always sends someone. He does the same to us. That whole movie is our own life and the things that we go about as a Christian. My my children keep asking me, um, what is that? Who's the king? The king is Jesus. He encountered the king in the worst part of the, his life. In every part of his life, he, he had a difficult time to overcome. The king will send someone will come himself to help him to overcome. And he told him he was always with him, as he is always with us in the way we should go. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. He's, he's with you. As he was with him, he's with he is with you. God showed me, I remember, a revelation a few years ago on how he been with his church over the years, uh, 1900, 1800, 1600, going back, all the way back. He had always walked with people. God, Father, show me. To me, that was a mighty revelation. I see in these Christians in Europe and the different countries, and God showed me he was always with them, protecting them as he is with us. Today, God was showing me. You may not see him, and you may not feel him, but you can be sure you are his child, and he is with you. Thank you, Lord. Verse 14. For those who say such things declare plainly that they are seeking a father land. What father land are they in? A heavenly land. One of my sons asked me, Joshua, this week, how far is heaven? I looked at my son very far. Very, very far. So far where we don't have the equipment to be able to get to them yet. Imagine we're having a tough time getting to Mars. Imagine how far heaven is, billions of miles away. Are we going to have any machine to get there? Maybe trillions of miles away. You know, a few miles to Mars, and we're having so much trouble creating a machine to get there. Hallelujah. So heaven, heaven is very far. Hallelujah. It's very, very far. But in God's power... It's in less than a second where they Thank you, Lord. Verse 15. And truly, if they have been mindful of that country, hallelujah, 
from when they had come out, they might have an opportunity to return. Hallelujah. And this is why we need to be heavenly minded. Because if you're always earthly minded, you're always thinking of the things of this earth. Okay? And then you always want to do the things of this earth. You'll always be sinning and sinning and sinning. When you find yourself sinning so much, one is pride. And second is you're too earthly minded. You want to stop sinning so much. Repent for being heavenly minded. Repent pride every day. And you're not going to find yourself sinning so much. And as you overcome those things, ask the Lord to help you overcome those things in your mind, in your heart, in your life, then ask Him to stop you from sinning. Because Jude, one chapter, as you said, said that He can stop us from falling. Sin is falling. He can stop us from sinning, my brother and sister. You can ask the Lord, Lord, stop me from sinning, Lord. Pray and fast if you are sincere and serious about the Lord helping you with these things. For me, you halfway. Verse 16. But now they desire a better country. That is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Can God be ashamed of someone? Yes, he can. Okay? As parents are ashamed of the behavior of the evil things that children does, so Father can be ashamed of us when we are in disobedience, when we are in sin, when we don't believe him, when we're always doubting, when we always have unbelief. Oh, there are many things we do that God can be ashamed, okay, even though we're his sons. But if we are seeking him by faith, repenting, pride, and unbelief, as the Lord has been teaching me, teaching us, my brother and sister, and seeking just to believe, you will not be a child of shame, but God will be pleased to be your God. Hallelujah. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. The only way we please him is by faith. You walk by faith, you please God. God wants us to please him. My brother and sister, he has selected, elected us to be his child. Before the foundation of the earth, the Bible said we are chosen in him. Who's him? Jesus. Before the foundation of the earth, we are chosen in him. Thank you, Lord. Verse 17. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered of Isaac. And he had received the promise, offered of his only begotten son. My brother and sister. Abraham, by faith, offered his only begotten son. God offered by faith also. He's always faithful. His only begotten son. My brother and sister. 